And welcome to another episode of Otago Opportunity. <laughs> today with me as always, Andrew. Hi. <laughs> and myself, Jose. And today we're talking about rogues. Back stabbing little sons of bitches. Some putos. <laughs> All right, let's play the music. But before we get to that, though, we have to uh, talk about the only thing that's getting us through these hard times here in America. <laughs> literally, literally the only thing that's helping me in this dark times. Don't tell Teresa I said that. <laughs> well, she doesn't listen to our podcast, so it's all good. No, she don't. <laughs> all right, Andy, what are you drinking today? All right. I am going to open the can first. I'm not going to shake it because that's stupid. <laughs> Why would you shake it? I don't know. For some reason, I have been, I've been drinking like a lot of tea and stuff like that. So I'm like kind of ah. used to, I'm kind of used to doing that weird, like not quite shake, not quite a tumble. Yeah. He's like turned upside down. Yeah. 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 You're just sort of like rocking it to sleep. All right, here we go. Ooh. Ooh. Sound, that sounded thick. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. I got to pour it. Hold on. Because <laughs> <laughs> it started foaming over. I happen to be drinking a Buddington Pub Ale. Yes, yes, I am. This was this was probably I can honestly say my very first white whale in terms of beer. Huh? Yeah, because I because I was looking all over creation for this, and <laughs> I just and I I just found some in a store that I are I had already checked, but I guess you know uh, for whatever reason they had it in stock that day. The only reason I knew is because it sounds very similar to a Guinness, but I know that you wouldn't drink a Guinness just for the random episode. That's not true. I like a Guinness every now and then. It just depends on my mood. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see if you can get mine. Are you ready? I, I, I have gained an appreciation for Guinness. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. That's an Arizona tea. No, it's not. It's an Arizona tea. You're not tricking me this time. It's not an Arizona tea. I'll give you another guess. Okay. I'm pouring it right now so you can hear it. <laughs> For a second there, like I heard nothing. I'm like, okay. This is, <laughs> this, this is going to work great on an audio medium. So, what's your guess? What color is the beer? The beer? It's a uh, golden yellow. Are you also having a Boddington's? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of a, of a Talk of Opportunity brought to you by Boddington's Pub Ale. Mm, refreshing good. <laughs> and, like, and, like, and like play that like stereotypical like can opening sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I actually, I didn't know, but I ran out of weird uh, beers because I usually buy like some random brands that I can find. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't do that last time I went to Publix. So I had like two more left of these guys. So here it goes. <laughs> What's really fun or really funny rather was that I was raving to uh, Teresa about this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, it's like it's so smooth, but it has like a really nice, satisfying, like beery finish to it. <laughs> And she's like, oh, where's it from? I'm like, oh, somewhere in the UK, yada, yada. And uh, and I guess she has some online friends that are from the UK. 
And she's yeah. like, huh. and she's like, ha, that, my friends say that's what old people drink where they're yeah. from. <laughs> I told you, it's like, it's, they, they're like, that's like their, um, their butt light over there. Like they just have it everywhere. Right. There's a, <clears throat> excuse me. There's Smooth another type. and creamy right on the, right on the can. There's another type of beer. It's a, uh, it's Belgian and it's, um, from what I've heard, it's like a, like a really light pilsner kind of a thing like a pilsner pale ale kind of a deal i don't i don't have the book with me but i read it in a book somewhere and apparently it's a real big hit with tourists but locals don't drink it because it's known to be specifically drunk uh drunk by old ladies so <laughs> it's yeah. probably this one i wouldn't even yeah, so so it carries this no 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 it's like it's like a it's like a style of beer like it's a whole style of beer i like i'll have to get the book and find out but yeah, it carries a stigma that old people drink it. It's, you know, if old people drink this beer, I'm totally okay with that because old people drink like fucking old, old Milwaukee here. And that, <laughs> That's <so>. true. <laughs> Which tastes like it was brewed out of someone's toilet. <laughs> so, speaking of speaking of brewing stuff out of a prison toilet, let's talk about rogues. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, you are the expert on rogues because you're an emo kid. What? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, what? Since no, you you were the one that was just that was just telling me how the black parade is your coronavirus <laughs> hand washing song. You don't know me. <laughs> it's just a, no, it's not a phase. No, it's just a phase, mom. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll grow out of it. <laughs> I'll never change. <laughs> I'll eventually change, mom. Don't worry. <laughs> um okay so the rogue let's get let's get serious here let's 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 pull in the cameras dim the lights a bit um what cameras wait there's cameras <laughs> get like the serious music playing all right so <laughs> get that weird uh history channel camera that's like five frames per second it's all blurry <laughs> um all right you know what i'm talking about yeah okay. yeah i know exactly what we're talking about so rogues Yes. Rogues are, first of all, they're one of the oldest classes in D&D. In fact, I want to say they're one of the original classes when they were called just Thief. flat. Yep. Flat out thieves. And I love I love the fucking art, uh, artwork from the original um, uh, printout booklets. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Let me see if I can send you a picture. Hold on. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like that uh, old school. Um, sketch style like the uh, Gary Gygax used to do or well yeah. his, his artist friends um oh I put 5e why would I put 5e yeah the one in 5e I'm actually not I'm not too terribly a fan of the artwork in 5e for rogue I mean it's not it's not because that is not what a stereotypical rogue looks like it is you know a drow with two knives all dressed in black with like red accent and whatnot with, with, with a spider the spider armor that he that it, yeah. that it has on yeah and like and like the how many he has like all what? all the belts what is his chorionix yeah not even not even just all the belts he has like legitimately six knives on him <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, it's just it's just it kind of leans into the more like dark edgy, like I'm going to pickpocket my friends when they're not looking and I'm going to fucking stab everybody. And I'm a kleptomaniac kind of, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, like the stereotypical bad rogue. But I mean, 
this is also to get new people in. So this is to some people, this is the rogue and that's totally fine. But I, I personally like it. The two knives, the, the, the spider motif. Oh, no, I no, it I mean, it's fine. You're a hater. Stop hating on people, man. It's not that I hate it. It's just I don't like the fact that if it, if you were a completely new person and you never played a rogue and you saw that and you're like, oh, shit, you're going to be evil and stuff like that. And I, and I have to be evil. And to be, I, have to be, I have to be a dick to my friends. Yeah. Which you, you don't. If you're if you're the type of rogue that like steals your own party's crap. Stop. Yeah, I <laughs> never under, I, I never understood that. I mean, it's one thing to be like a klepto and steal stuff from NPCs. Like that's that's not super okay, but like whatever, you can just kind of roll with it. But don't don't steal shit from your own party. That's not cool, you know. Let's see. I am also trying. You're taking a long time to look up this thief artwork. So I I'm can't find it. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I, li- I literally just found it. <clears throat> this is like I said because I have the. Um, I bought the Gary Gygax Foundation Special Edition of the reprint for the original uh, uh, Player's Handbook. Uh-huh. Um, and it has like the old school art in it, and which is my favorite part of that book. Like, Jesus. Oh, we've come God. A, we've come a long way. The freaking Beholder, which is like a golf ball with sticks coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, look why, at this thing. Why is his <laughs> arm so long? <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me describe this to our listeners. So, it, it's, like, arm, it's, it's like, like <laughs> six feet long. He's practicing social distancing. That's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that old style that Gary Gygax uh, used to use. Uh, it's like an uh, etch and sketch <clears throat> ink drawing. And the thief is bare chested with very hairy pits and a, a very hairy chest. And what looks um, like a tribal tattoo on one arm. It does look kind of like a tribal tattoo. He's holding like what? What is that? Like a rock on a chain? I think that might be either a rock on a chain or a coin purse. I, I, I'm going to say coin purse. But then yeah. he, he, he's like has this guy, this guy pinned onto a wall uh, with a knife. But his arm is like double the size as the other arm. His arm is his arm is like legitimately it could reach like his ankle. Like this is this is some five E bugbear shit. Yeah. <laughs> and his neck is like just slightly like longer than what it should be. I love it. I love this kind of stuff. This is oh this god, is awesome. it's called collarbones. Like the longer the longer I look at this, this makes uh, uh yes. Yes. It's it's like he's, on, he's only wearing pants. He's not even wearing shoes. It's literally just <laughs> he's literally just wearing pants. Yeah, that's <laughs> Oh man. This is right. awful. My my life is worse <laughs> now that you showed this to me. What are you talking about? It's so good. It's <laughs> <is> terrible. <laughs> what have you seen? What what's that artwork? It looks like it looks like it looks like a third grader tried to draw a death claw from Fallout. Was that was that like a Tarask or something from the original D and D? Oh shit, dude! <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Can we have an episode just about original D and D art where we just rip oh. it apart? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Oh wait, Andrew! Before I forget, uh, mm. we have an announcement to make to our listeners. Oh yeah, speaking of what? Speaking of speaking of episodes. Yep. Yep. So, because uh, originally this uh, weekly release schedule that we have planned was supposed to be uh, four episodes of. 30 to 45 minutes long per class. 
And hold on, let me just go back to the very first class episode <laughs> and see how long that was. Just to see how completely off the mark we were. Because <laughs> it was supposed to be like a like a like a like a um uh, quick episodes, just going over the classes, you know, yep. and, and, and and that way we can release it more often and have you guys uh, listen to our beautiful voices uh, every week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Quantity and, and I, quality. I remember, I, I, yeah, exactly. And I remember we, uh, I put a timer on my screen. Yep. You know, not like a di- not, uh, just to see how long we will go. And we didn't, we got done talking about beer and we were already at 37 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so the very first episode was the, was the Ranger. And remember, Jose said 30 to 45 minutes. That one clocked in at an hour and 24 after editing. <laughs> and we're like, it's fine. We just, we were going over a lot about the Ranger. A lot of it was right, like reaction right. and stuff like that. And we're like, okay, you know, we'll try to keep it down. And that never happened. No, we never. We <laughs> so never even, every class we talked about, the more, the more excited we were about the class, the more we ended up talking about it. <laughs> and we tried to, we tried to record the Rogue uh episode right. after we recorded oh. the artificer episode and in order, that, right. that was bad <laughs> well because in, in order to get the episodes uh weekly for you guys we were doing because they were supposed again they were supposed to be 30 to 45 minutes each yeah we were gonna record to. one to three to three episodes uh per recording session you know we recorded a little longer but we could get three episodes out of the way which is <laughs> fine for the first three actually the first like we six classes really Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it was honestly it was okay um for like the warlock and druid and stuff like that. And we yeah, like like he like he said we would record a little bit longer. Um Teresa would be a little bit more worried about me while I why why I was hiding away for her for like five to <laughs> six hours. Um <laughs> so she would give me like questioning looks but not saying anything. Um, <laughs> what what are you doing in closet that room for so long? What are you what are you actually doing in there? I heard a lot of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and it worked fine but then we realized that the more the more we get into the classes that we actually like uh to talk to to talk about we realized that they were getting longer and longer yep. and just looking ahead i'm pretty sure the wizard episode is going to be a two-parter um i would say probably our top five are gonna yeah. be pretty long top five maybe top three definitely are right. gonna be the longer ones so, so instead instead of sacrificing uh quantity i mean quality over quantity for the classes that actually have a lot to do uh, mm-hmm. that actually have a lot of content that we actually like we decided to go back to your previous schedule of releasing every right. two weeks, um, right? Because well, with, I, with with full full length episodes, meaning one hour to maybe two hours, and no more than that, Andrew. And and yeah, because once once we recorded the artificer episode, that actually took so much out of us, on top of like technical <coughs> snafus and whatnot. That by the time we we were trying to record the rogue episode. We, we recorded it, but it was yeah. literally just me reading the book <laughs> while Jose was like uh-huh. every now and then. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, cause he, cause he yeah. was white. Cause Jose was wiped out. I'm not, I'm not going to take anything away. From um, yeah. and, no, I, I was, and I was, and I was like, don't <laughs> worry. I, I have enough energy for both of us. And it turns out that doesn't, that doesn't work. No. <laughs> it was like, what, like 1230 by the time we were done. No, it was like, it was like, it was like it was almost one in the morning, and just yeah. so you guys know, I am—I um, go to sleep pretty early. Mm-hmm. You know, like after ten, I'm already my brain is just off. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, I'm, I'm so used to waking up at like five o'clock in the morning that like around like nine o'clock I start to Same. tap out. Same. <laughs> so. And, and dude, that when we were recording the, uh, the, that session, that recording session we were doing, we spend an hour dealing with, uh, software difficulties, discord yep. difficulties. It was just <laughs> software oh. difficulties, discord difficulties and drivers. <laughs> and then, and then on top of that, my, my, the rack for my, uh, laundry detergent decided to crap out oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and I opened up the laundry room and it's a sea of blue detergent. I'm like, mother. <laughs> it was not a good night. No, it so, was bad. It was a bad night. And I was and and I was like super pumped to record. I'm like, let's yeah. do this thing. And literally everything got in the way of that. So, yeah. So like you said. And that's and that's my apology for the Artificer episode. <laughs> no, the Artificer, I, I just finished editing and uh, it actually came out pretty good. The the drogue, I started I started listening to it. Yeah. And it was it was the energy was not there. But that yeah, being the rogue, said, the rogue was bad. There was because there were like sometimes like after the barbarian episode, I'm like, I don't know about that. But then I listened back to it, I'm like, that was okay. But like the rogue episode, like as soon as we were done recording, I'm like, do not publish that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is this is technically this will, this will never see the light of day. <laughs> Burn it with fire. This is this yeah. is technically this is technically take two. Um <laughs> Bring wood and oil. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that being said, we are going to be doing. We're going to go back to our uh, biweekly mm-hmm. scheduled routine that we had beforehand. Yeah. Um, and uh, until we fin, at least until we finish these uh, the classes episodes, and then we'll see yeah, after well, that. Well, <laughs> we'll maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, but all right, enough of uh, uh, all the red tape. Yeah, let's, enough let's behind talk, the scenes. Let's talk time, about the rogue. Time to pull back the curtain. Um, <laughs> speaking back, pulling. Uh, speaking of pulling back some curtains, um, <laughs> the rogue. <What? laughs> think about it. <laughs> that is a hell of a segue, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was talking like you know, like curtains for a window because you're breaking into a building. I mean, it's a it's a bit of a stretch. Yes, it's, but <laughs> I would say so. Yes. All right, so <clears throat> the robes, yes, the robe. Like I said before, very, one of the oldest classes. People. It was one of the original classes, I believe. I think wasn't in like original D anD D. It was just fighter, wizard. Actually, it wasn't even wizard. It was like magic user, <laughs> um, fighter, magic user, and thief. Right? Wasn't that it? I'm googling it right. I now. could be wrong. Character classes in classic D anD D. The fighter. The rogue. Oh, wait, no, this is the today's stuff. Hold on. Oh, gee, D&D. Four, it, started with, it started with four classes. The fighter. Un, unchanged fighting man. The wizard. Unchanged magic user. The rogue. Combining the halfling and the thief. And the cleric. Combining the cleric and the elf. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I, like, I, I, I like how it wasn't even fighter. It was fighting man. Fighting man. Yeah, exactly. You'll be, you'll be a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The the thief wasn't even introduced until the first supplement of Dungeons and Dragons. It was literally cleric, fighter, and magic user. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play the magic user. <laughs> A wizard? No, 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 no. We're going by. <laughs> we're not classist here. Okay, <laughs> I'm a magic user. <laughs> Anyways, so not quite 
like within the OG circle, but still one of the firsts. Um, the Rogue ha- is a classic D&D class. Um, they they will never, ever drop this class. And when they do, nope. that's, that's the day I stop buying D&D books. <laughs> don't, don't, don't kill yourself. You're not going to stop buying D&D books. I probably would if they did that. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> that's like, all right, you're getting a little too far off the beaten path, Wizards of the Coast. Um, so the funny, not the funny thing, uh, the interesting thing about the Rogue the is that... Yes. The interesting thing about the Rogue is that every class plays differently in their own way you know wizards have to worry about spell slots while you know picking out the right spells for whatever encounter is going to come up next the paladin is a frontline fighter with a bit of healing and whatnot um and the fighter fights the ranger fights from more of a range (laughs) aspect with Mm -hmm. a little bit of you know but it's so so it's like more or less the same thing with a little bit of tweaks yeah the rogue however is almost almost completely separate in terms of gameplay um and so far in the fact that like while you're like a fighter or a wizard it's a tactic game but when yes. you're a rogue it's a stealth game yes <laughs> you are you are never meant to be up in the front lines if you're up in the front lines that's a bad situation and the class has prepared for that um because <laughs> Because out of all of the, I'm going to say melee class, not because this is a fighting class, but because there's not, there's not really that much magic in some of the subclasses for it. One of them is, and we'll go over that. But because this is more of a melee class, I will say it is a melee class. Um, but out of all the, out of all the like melee weapon using classes, this is, this is probably the squishiest one. Um, and that's saying a lot because the monk has no armor proficiency, whereas, whereas the monk does have light armor proficiency. Um, the big difference is though, is that the only thing, because, because the rogue is so invested in the dex stat, uh, dexterity, that's going to be its only true defense um at least for the first couple of levels so realistically if you go with the um starting equipment which is i believe just the leather armor you're probably going to start out (coughs) if you have really good dexterity you're probably going to start out with realistically like a 14 to 15 ac and that's being generous um yeah you get get another armor right and then and then it and it doesn't again if we're going by the quick build, it doesn't really tell you to go into constitution that much. It tells you dexterity first and then maybe investigation. I mean, not investigation intelligence <laughs> second, if you want to use investigation or the arcane trickster archetype. And then after that charisma. Yeah. So constitution is going to be fourth in line, which at that point is like a trickle down effect. And you might be getting an extra point or two in health whenever you level up. Um, so you're not going to have a very, very big health pool. You're not going to have a lot of AC. So right, right then and there that, that should tell you avoid face-to-face combat. Um, like do not, do not try to get into confrontations, but if you do get into a confrontation like that, you do have, um, features built into your class that make you like slippery and very evasive. So weirdly enough, despite the fact that, (laughs) Despite the fact that none of your starting equipment tells you to get one, you have proficiency in long swords, <laughs> which is just a strength weapon. Well, you do? Yeah. 
Yep. You have proficiencies in terms of weapons. You have proficiency in simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, and short ah, swords. Look at that. I'm like, okay, never ever going to use a longsword because strength strength is going to be your dump stat for rogues. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You want to go with a dagger so the rapier. Mm-hmm. It's like classic rogue. Or you can go or you can go with a, dag- a dagger rapier combo because you in one hand you hold the rapier and then you can have a dagger in your offhand. What's it so. called uh, the off the offhand sword for uh, sword fighting? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's like a mail breaker or something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah, hold on. But anyways, let's get down to the fun stuff you get at a as a rogue. Well, hold on. Let's talk about how to play a rogue a little bit. I think that I think that's uh, important. Don't get caught. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> it's it when when you're when you're playing a rogue, uh, like Jose was saying earlier, let the fighter and the barbarian take the heat on the front line. <laughs> you need to you need to get into the mindset of like being sneaky, being yeah. dishonorable. Like yep. you need to, there's no, yep. Don't, don't worry about honor. Honor gets you killed. You need to be pragmatic. <laughs> yep. You gotta, you gotta find the hiding spots. You gotta find the shadows. You gotta, especially with some of the class, the subclasses that we're going to get into. Um, and then you want to like try to, um, get behind the enemy and flank them. And that's where you got to your main, uh, damage deal dealing, which is sneak attack. Holy crap. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, it's called a sword breaker, not a mail breaker. Sword breaker. Bad. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, I mean, and there is when we get into some of the archetypes, there are some subclasses that allow for more frontline fighting, but uh, by and large, you're gonna want to just <laughs> I mean the simplest way possible, just be a scumbag. Like yep. throw, <laughs> throw dirt in their eyes. Like it's you need to take the mentality of a win's a win. It does not matter right. how you got there. <laughs> so, right, exactly. <laughs> well, be, be, uh, be a scumbag to the NPCs, not to uh, your friends. Right, and also, and also, not only that, but your your saving throws are going to be dexterity and intelligence. Which there are a good amount of spells that are that have intelligence saving throws, and more that have dexterity saving throws. But um, wisdom's the biggest one. Yeah. Um, so again, you you're going to be more susceptible to spells, not as much as the barbarian is, but more susceptible to spells than you would probably be comfortable with. So, yeah, yeah most definitely. I, I, at yeah. least until we get some of the subclasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get into the, uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the, of, of the, of the rouge. Um, <laughs> so at level one, so at level one, you get three, I believe yes. You get three features. Um, one of them is expertise, which means you choose two of your skill proficiencies. Um, one of which can be uh, proficiency with these tools, which you should be proficient with. There's no reason not to. Yeah. And and at level one, you choose two of those proficiencies, and then you double your proficiency. So, right out the gate, I would say thieves tools and stealth. Yep. <laughs> There is literally no reason not to dump into those at level one. Um, And then you can do this again at sixth level with uh, two different proficiencies. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then you also get after that, you get sneak attack, which is the bread and butter (laughs) of the rogue. Yep. This is going to be this is going to be your 99% of your damage output is going to be the sneak attack. And this is why you want to. And this is why you want to sneak. 
and then mm-hmm. attack. And yes. it starts it starts with a measly well, I say measly, but not really easily. One D six. Right. But it keeps going up and it goes up exponentially until you get uh, to ten D sixes. I wanna say yeah, so so the D sixes are gonna be half of your level. So at second level it's still one D six, but then at uh, like at fourth level it's two D six. So yeah, and then at twentieth level you're looking at ten D six extra damage. And and you use this damage by um by attacking, it says it says in the in the book to uh, to strike subtly and exploit a foe's distraction. Um, so you have to attack with a finesse or range weapon, which you should be anyways. Yeah, and and it has to have it has to be an attack that you have advantage on. So a surprise attack or a flanking or, attack, or if the enemy is flanked, yes. Yeah, or yeah, if the enemy's flanked, yeah, I should have specified. If the enemy's flanked, or they're prone, or literally anything that gives you advantage on it, you can add that extra D6 or what have you. Yeah, because so, if the fighter, the cleric, or the any of the tanks up front is fighting somebody, just get up to that guy and shank him. Yep, just roll like roll a stealth check to see if they if they see you. They probably won't because they're too busy taking an axe to the face, and then <laughs> and then just stab them right in the kidneys. That's yep. That's going to be, that's what you're going to do. You're going to, you're the, the fighter's going to be fighting someone and you just come up and open their neck right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's, and that's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There is no honor among thieves. That's true. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, your character can be noble and stuff, but when it comes to a fight, fight dirty. <laughs> so... It only matters if you're on this side of the dirt. Um, and then also you get a, you get you get something called thieves can't at level one two, which it's not quite a language. It's what it is is you are you're reading between you are the con- lines, right? You're you're using secret codes to convey a message. Yeah. Um, the the thing is. Um, it says that it takes four times longer to convey a message than it does to speak the same idea plainly. So the only thing I can think of in terms of that is if it's like a, like a combat scenario, maybe. Right. Like, or, yeah, yeah, like the enemy is just coming at you and you don't have enough time to say it. And then that, then that it comes into play. But like, if you're, if you're in an inn or, you know, talking to the, the King's guard or whatever, um, it, it it doesn't. I don't think it matters. You know? No, I, in a role playing situation, I I really would not put a timer on this. I mean, I can. There there are very few situations I could see where a timer would be crucial for this. Yeah, and then you can also you can also um leave mark like markings and little signals behind. Uh, like a, like which, a hobo. Like a hobo. That's right. Like that. Um. What what is it called? Is it is there a word? Is it like an actual name for it? I think it's just called hobo code. Like I think it's legitimately just called hobo code. Hold on. Oh yeah, it's just called hobo code. Yeah. That's where crazy. you know, where you just you just put a sign up that says this this lady shoots people inside. Don't come near here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like also, a circle with an arrow pointing inside it or some crap. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like weird stuff that you wouldn't. If you see it like a plain side, you're like you don't know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't know what the fuck is it. It's just a, it's a doodle. But if you you're in the know, then you know what. Right. Um, and, and 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 if you guys, if for for our listeners that have played uh, Skyrim, there is if when you get to the Thieves Guild quest, there's an actual quest where you use 
um, when you have to follow markings in buildings. And that is what Thieves Cant is. Yeah, I know we talked a lot of crap about Druidic because Druidic is its own language, but I can actually see a lot of fun and a lot of uses for Thieves Cant because this can be the very classic like rogue goes into a bar, talks to the mark, and they're having just a normal conversation should like the city guard or something walks by, but really they're, you know, detailing the plans for a job or something like that, or trying to get entrance into like a thieves uh, hideout or, you know, something like that. So yeah, yeah, I can see this being a lot more fun. Um, and then at, uh, uh, let me try it again. <laughs> and then at a uh, second level, you get cunning action, which is the, one of the, the, the first features that I told you about <coughs> where, where if things start to go like South, you can get out of a bad situation quickly. Yeah. Um, at second level, you can use uh, while you're in combat, you can use the dash disengage or hide action as a bonus action, which is extremely helpful to get out of situations. Disengage is super helpful. Yeah, um, and and then the dash and the hide action in a chase scenario, incredibly helpful as well. Or or if it's or if you're willing to take the extra hit, you know the potential. Um, Attack of opportunity. New episodes every Wednesday. Um, if you can, <laughs> if you're willing to take the extra um, damage from the attack of opportunity, you can, you can uh, like just move away from the enemy and go around the corner and use the hide action. It might work. It might not. But you know, there's still there. There are things you can do. Uh, there are multiple ways you can use this. And I think I feel like this is a feature that a lot of people kind of forget about. Yes. I don't I don't see this being used a lot and that's a real shame cuz disengage can save a lot of heartache um further down the road. <laughs> cuz people 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 um I guess people think of evasion first. Mm-hmm. And they forget they easily forget about uh, I'm sorry not evasion, uncanny dodge first cuz that's like the most common one that everybody yells out. Right. And then they they forget about, you know, cutting action which you can do at level 2. Right. And it's and it's uh, and again, these are bonus actions. And as far as I'm aware, rogues don't get a lot of things that use their bonus actions uh, to begin with. So there's really no reason not to. Right. Um, yeah. Because, you know, this because disengage that allows you to move away from the enemy without taking, you know, damage, damage, yeah. which which is, you know, it's like. It's, 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 it's what you want to do as a rogue. You go in next to the fighter, stabby stab, and then, right. you know, yep. make sure that you have a couple of, like, uh, movement left. Use uh, cunning action, disengage, and then get out. Yep. Go in, pop a few hits, and get out. And just just completely bug out and don't even worry about... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just, Let somebody uh, else deal with your mess. <laughs> well, that would actually be really good for uh, when you're when you're using your sneak attack. You go in, stab him in the back, disengage. Ah, it's like I was never here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like a magic uh, act. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then at third level, you get your roguish arch, uh, roguish arch types, roguish arch types. Um, Is it arch types or archetypes? In the PHB, there are three, and Xanathar's, there's like 17. Uh, <laughs> we'll go over those later. 
Um, and then at fourth level, you get your ability score improvement. Um, and then at fourth, you get your ability score improvement. Um, but then at five, at fifth level, you get the uncanny dodge. The damn which, uncanny dodge. Which is, <laughs> which is, which is the panic button for everybody that's a rogue. <laughs> Just hit the red panic button. Because it, it's gotten to the point now. It's like, yes, Aaron, I know you're going to use Uncanny Dodge. I got, I, I know. Just, just let me, just let me say what the damage is first. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, oh, the the Revenant does 17 Uncanny Dodge. I know. Can you let me finish, <laughs> dude? Every rogue I've ever had in any of my part, uh, uh, tables, it's always the same. That. Kind of- that and probably dark vision are the are the two <laughs> things that like I know you have them. I know you shut the fuck up. I know you have them. All right, <laughs> just let me take the picture. <laughs> you, find, you find yourself in a in a cave. It's darker. The light. I, I have dark vision. I, I have dark vision. I know. I fucking know this. <laughs> I have to read the text block. <laughs> <laughs> let me do my job. Oh, <laughs> This is supposed to be fun for me too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember. I think it was actually with the the starter set. One of our players was a rogue, and you know, I was I was just learning how to DM, and I mm-hmm. didn't know about Uncanny Dodge. And it was <laughs> that it was like you know like very specific things, and I will always forget about Uncanny Dodge, and my rogue will always be like just you know I'll describe what happened, explosion, trap, whatever it was, and then. Okay, okay. And then the, 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 she will just look at me and I'm like, uncanny Dutch. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I thought I had you that one time. Yeah, that's what you have to do. You, you really got to You really got to like, like get them absorbed into the story. So that way they don't know what they forget about <laughs> uncanny Dutch. You're like, you're like, oh, I can't say uncanny Dutch doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it will never happen, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Like I said, it's like, it's like a fucking panic button. Like they're like, I can see, I can see the person like amping up to say uncanny Dutch. <laughs> Their eyes get all wide and have it's like, <sighs> or that's like, or that's like, whatever someone has like resistance to any damage, like at all, they're like, I have resistance to necrotic damage. Like, it's not necrotic, it's fourth damage. Okay? <laughs> I've been there on both that, sides of the table, <laughs> but, that, but that spell does necrotic damage. Well, now it does force. All right, you did you learn your lesson? <laughs> I'm the god of this world. I can make it be whatever. It <laughs> that's like that's like the next time someone says dark vision. I'm like it's magical darkness. I got blind sense. <laughs> I got blind sense and tremor sense. I'm basically daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> I just say back and forth to see who gets it first. <laughs> 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 so yeah, is Andrew, there, is there a reason that's blind sense? Uh, or, or like tremor sense? I want to say there is. I, I, I don't I, know about tremor sense, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that at some point we already talked about a subclass that gets blind sense. No, no, not not a subclass, a race. Like oh, a race. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. All right. I, well, mo- okay. A lot of monsters get it, but like, no. Not, I don't think a race will get it. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if there is one like really obscure race that's like in the Eberron books or some crap like that that gets like tremor sense or something. Yeah. yeah. But yes, uncanny dodge is <laughs> you you take a da- you take um the the damage from an attack and then you have it. That's that's essentially it. That that's it. 
Yeah. Again, resistance everything. Is Which, that is that is that once per turn or is that like once per long rest? Because because see that's the thing. It says when an attacker hits you with an attack, one attack, you can use your reaction. Oh yeah, you you can use your reaction to have the attack damage against you. So you only get one reaction per turn. So okay. so if it's a multi hit, that first hit does half damage, and the second one does full damage. Okay, I need to remember yeah. that, man, because I I'm I'm a you know me as a DM, I, I let things happen right that's actually something that um like if i don't know the rule i feel like a lot of new players and some and some experienced players like don't really know that like you get one of each of these types of actions per initiative turn or whatever right 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 right. so yeah so so yeah so the first one they only take half damage then andrew at a level seven what do we get which which again i feel kind of uh rolls into the um cunning action sort of thing yeah you know so you can like take the dash instead of the disengage or hide and that way you can put some distance between you and the enemy and you can use your uncanny dodge to sort of mitigate the damage and just hope they roll really low um, <laughs> <laughs> um yes but then, uncanny but, then, but then after uncanny dodge you get evasion which is the cooler uncanny dodge if you ask me yes um, it is yes. the walk away from an explosion putting your sunglasses not looking back yeah meanwhile meanwhile the uh the, the rest of the party is just <laughs> engulfed in flames have you, have you seen that have you seen that uh cartoon picture of the guy walking away from an explosion all cool and then it shows like the perspective from behind him oh yeah it's, <laughs> it's, like, blown away. it's like blown away his clothes and he's all naked and stuff <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's pretty much what it is <laughs> so so what evasion is is that it's uncanny dodge essentially but it's for um effect, yeah or or an effect that you have to make a dexterity saving throw for so if you don't make the dexterity saving throw you take half damage for that which is pretty right. awesome honestly yeah if you do make the dexterity saving throw for it you don't take damage at all so somehow in that explosion that covers 30 feet, <laughs> you're totally fine. You just did like that Captain America flip and just like, nope. <laughs> like, it, I, and it seems that you can do it as many times as, as you want. It doesn't have any restrictions. No, you just you just have to make it's uh let's see, you can emily dodge out the way, certain effects when you're subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dick. Yep. So so you have to make the dexterity saving throw. Yeah, um, as, as long as long as it's a dexterity saving throw, you can you can use it. Which this is incredibly useful. We went over this in the Ranger. Can't get over this one because it already kind of mitigates a lot of area of effect attacks to begin with, and then and then if you have really good deck saves, which you should, <laughs> um, completely mit, uh, nullifies. Yeah, uh, yeah, like it's like you can't just firebomb the rogue away you actually have to like think outside the box also known as the dm's bane um, <laughs> so and then at 11 you get reliable talent um which is okay you can't you, you can't run you can't you cannot roll below a 10 essentially uh yeah any skills are you proficiency with yeah so if you you know you mess for whatever reason you messed up that lock picking or your stealth <laughs> um, um, it says it treats your role as a 10 now here's the real question would you still add the proficiency and the bonuses to that 10 hmm 
because it says it yeah. treats the role the as role. a 10. Yeah, no, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, you literally can't roll anything below a 10. Wow, actually, that's, now that I think about that, holy crap, that's actually yeah. really useful. And it's because a lot of DCs, a lot of DCs are, you know, 14, 15. And if you have a good proficiency, if if you ask me to come up with a DC, it's always fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> There's no questions. <laughs> I'll be like, ooh, maybe I'll spice up a bit and raise it to a sixteen. Oh, no, that's too ooh. hard. I, I, I don't I don't want to make my player suffer. I'll, I'll bring it back down. <laughs> you instantly check yourself. Like, oh no, that's too mean. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that's funny because, like, actually, my my to go DC for most things, like like random things that people ask for, is actually ten. Really. Yeah, <laughs> I don't my, know why. Mine, it's, it, it always, it's always 10 or 15, mostly 10s, you know, unless it's something that I don't want him to go to, then I like bring it up way high. Or if it's something that's obviously very hard. Right. Uh, but it's, mostly it's 10s, maybe at 15 if like we're high levels and they're like, like they've been rolling really well or something like that. If you ask me on the fly what like, hey, what's the lock picking check for this normal door that has nothing behind it? And it's like in the back of some dude's shop. I'm like, it's a 15. Bro, no, <laughs> always. Here's the thing. For me, it's always a 10. And I never thought about it because I because most of the time, even though it's a 10, you guys always fucking roll so low. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, like, most of the time, you don't even get it. And, like, and, and I'm always questioning myself. I'm like, is that too high? And then you're over here like, no, mine's 15. I'm actually I'm actually a real big fan of DC 17 for some reason. I'm like, that feels... I'm like, that feels like, you know, it's like a reachable goal. You know, like there's, <laughs> like, there's, there's a sense of accomplishment in getting a 17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then oh. at level 14, would you look at that? Blind sense. Motherfuck God. <laughs> <laughs> you are aware of any invisible enemies within 10 feet of you. And I see... I, I, see I can see nothing. <laughs> which means I can see everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the justification I see for this is because, like... Because I saw that, I'm like, what? That's weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like you would think a thief or a rogue would need their eyes. But the justification <laughs> for it that I, I've come up in my head, the, the lore I come up in my head, is that the rogue is so good at sneaking, it can tell when somebody else is trying to sneak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that also. Like the they're so used to like being like in the dark in, in dark places where it's like quiet and they have their ears so attuned that they can actually hear like they can distinguish between different foods. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I send you the uh, I send you the hobo code. I know. Um, I saw that. That's really neat. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna use that uh, at some point in Avernus. There is literally no reason not to use that as the um, thief scant. Yeah. 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 I mean, because it's just it's. Just, a lot of these signs don't really have a meaning that you yeah. can like sort of discern immediately from looking at them. So I mean, yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like, <laughs> who's, who's going to sue you? The hobo people. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> I just imagine like the party dynamic of like the rogue, you know, as, Oh, you know, like what do I see? And then the, the, the DM is just like, Oh, you see this. And you give him like a piece of paper with it, with it. And then you're like, you know, oh, that means this. You can, you know, you, you've seen this before. It means that, you know, there's an evil person here living here. And then I can just imagine like 
the wizard just like taking notes. I'm like, that's just me. No, that's not that. That's not for you. That's for the rogue. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you hey, can't if, if somebody you does can't. that, I'll, if somebody does that for long enough in a campaign, I'll give him proficiency. And there, there, there's rules for learning proficiency with stuff that you're not proficient from the outset. So I mean, right. you, I think it's something like you have to dump like a hundred hours or some crap into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and like yeah. a certain amount of gold. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah no, that's totally. I mean, there. Like I said, there's really no reason not to. And I think, I think if. I think um, if if someone is using thieves can't. Oh, excuse me. I got a bit of a burp going on there. That's that's because this. Uh, that's because of this refreshing Boddington's Pub Ale imported from Great Britain, mm, established yum. in 1778, with its patented drought flow system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drink I need to get the. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, any, uh, I, I I can't find it right now. But yeah, it, um, it can also be something that if you if you want to like pick up on the thieves can and like are they saying something that they're really not you know that like yeah. you're not actually hearing? You can roll an insight, and you're not going to be able to tell that what they're saying, but you can definitely tell that they're saying something right. that's not exactly what they're talking about. And then maybe down the road you can learn thieves can't be professional. I was, I, I was, I was, I was just saying like, like I like actually on the table. Like if somebody actually like, like if I see like the wizard player kind of like picking up mm-hmm. on it and like actually taking notes like long enough in the campaign, like I'll just give them thieves can. It's like you've been doing it for long enough. Here you go. That like, that really. That would be something that, yeah, like if it's like five to six levels later and they're still trying to learn Thieves Guild, like at that point, just give them Thieves Guild or yeah. or if you really want to and you want to have like a sort of a long burn um, campaign, you, that's where you can do like downtime activities, which we're right. going to do, in, which we're going to do an episode on because I want to talk about downtime and like <laughs> that's longer. Another thing I do. Oh, yeah, there's I, I really want to talk about like the different um tempos for adventuring because that's that's actually pretty fascinating um anyways we really got off the tracks there (laughs) (laughs) well yes so so, if any of my my players puts uh puts any effort into actually like learning thieves can't and i see them Mm -hmm. uh, really intrigued for it long enough in my campaign i will give you thieves can't even if you're not wrong it's it's a proficiency so why not you know it's it's, exactly i would say i would say I know I said it's not a language, but in turn for just learning proficiency, I would say it is a quote yeah. unquote a language just, just for that reason. Um, so at level 15, going back to thieves can't, um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Andrew, we gotta get past this. <laughs> that's going to be the episode. Anyways. So, um, so then at level 15, you finally gain proficiency in wisdom saving throws. Yeah, at level, at level 15. 15. So now that Tasha's hideous laughter that's been haunting you for the last 14 levels, <laughs> it's now a thing of the past. It can go bye-bye. You don't have um, to worry about it. <laughs> you're probably not going to have good wisdom to begin with. Ironically, you're probably not going to have good wisdom to begin with, which means yeah. your passive perception is probably going to be pretty low. <laughs> which, which, which was something that I had to come to terms with. I'm like, wait, why is the rogue's passive perception so low? Oh, that's right, because can, wisdom's I, a I dumb can, stat for rogues. Yeah, I can kind of I I justify that Like, he's so focused on like himself or herself and like his body movement trying not to make any noise and stuff like that that like he ignores everything outside of like a tempered radio yeah i can i can see that i um 
it still just seems kind of weird to me that someone that's trained and sneaking and somebody that can like see back, somebody that can blind sense. Yeah, someone that's really good at <laughs> stealthing can't detect when someone's coming up on them. <laughs> yeah. That's just that's that's like in Jurassic Park where the where the uh, raptor like comes up on the hunter. He's just clever girl. <laughs> clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, um, man. And then uh, so. level eighteen, uh, you become elusive. Ooh. Yeah, no uh, attack roll has advantage on you. Yeah, yeah, unless you're incapacitated. But even, I mean that you, you, nobody gets advantage on you. Yeah. Even if you're prone, even if you're being flanked, even if you're blinded or strang- not strangled, grappled, you know, nothing. Not, yeah. I, I just had the mental image of like of like someone grappling a rogue by like holding, like pinning their neck to the wall and yeah. they're trying to stab them, but like their <laughs> body's like moving out of the way. <laughs> like all sneaky, like. <laughs> Like slippery son of a god! Stop! Stop moving! <laughs> stop moving! Stop moving! Stop moving. Um, which I mean, at level eighteen, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, 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 that that seems that seems all right with me. Um, would you attack anybody that's incapacitated? I don't know. Is that here's a question? Incapacitation. Does that mean like being grappled? No, I I, I think incapacitated. I want to say incapacitated is like when you're at zero hit points and you're rolling. That's what I thought too. Because, I mean, there has to come a point. This is going to be another episode. (laughs) There has to come a point where you have to like, you have to like, okay, kids, these guys are out to kill. So so they see an easy target. So incapacitated is an actual, I didn't know this, incapacitated is an actual condition. Right. But all it says is that you can't take actions or reactions. Right. So it, it, I'm assuming like if there's like a spell that just incapacitates you somehow. Like the sleep spell? You know? Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I thought it was just like when you were down to zero hit points. Well, that's the most common one is when you're right. down to zero hit points. So, but yeah, it's going to be like, look, these guys are going to kill you. Like they're <laughs> out to kill you. So they, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a situation where if you're down, they will slit your throat to make sure you're dead. <laughs> so, I mean, and I think level 18 is fair, you know, to have enemies be like super scummy about that kind of stuff. And, you know, I mean, because personally there has to come a point where death has to be an actual threat. Right. Um, yeah. Because the one thing I learned in 5e is that death is not as prevalent as I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've been I've been throwing so much shit at you guys, and I'm like, oh no, this is gonna fucking wipe out the party. And you guys nope. just like mop the floor, and I'm like, God, <laughs> how can I reach these kids? <laughs> I want them to be afraid. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> they need to uh, fear me. <laughs> no, not like Andrew, that. But- Andrew, that's not how you're supposed to play the game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. No, but there there has been some time, like like the Baba La Saga fight. I was going into that like this might be a TPK. Hey, it was <laughs> it, at, at some point in there. We almost it was legit. 
I know, but I mean, you guys, you guys did a lot better than I was honestly expecting you to, because I, because I was actually like mentally going over in my head the entire time before we, before we started that, and I'm like, yeah, oh, this could be really ugly. <laughs> but I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna pull any punches. I said I'm not gonna pull any punches. So here we go. Just <laughs> so. <laughs> That chain lightning though, how'd that taste? <laughs> oh, that was painful, dude. Oh, I loved it. I loved that. that was, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> what was it, like 38 damage? Oh, it was more than that. It was, it was it like br- it, it brought me down. Like down, down. I, I want to say it was like 50 something. It was like ridiculous, like the amount yeah. of damage it did. Um All right. anyway. So level level 10. I mean 20. Uh so at level 10 you get you don't get no, anything no, at level, level 20. 10. You get, so, <laughs> going, so, Let you know. <laughs> so, so going back to Thieves Can't. Um, <laughs> okay, so at level 20, you get something called Stroke of Luck, um, which means if your attack misses the target within range, you can turn the hit into a miss, which means if or if you fail an ability check, you can use that ability check to make an automatic 20. So. Yeah. So it's not you can't use that 20 on an attack roll because that's a crit. That's not what it's saying. It's just saying you get a free hit. You get one free hit per long rest or short rest. Yeah. And and if you want to on one ability check, you can you can take a 20 on it. If you fail it, the DM has to say, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's essentially a free, I would say, soft 20. Um, I because, like I said. Yeah, because it doesn't count as a crit. Um, pretty awesome, actually. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, yeah, you get you get a lot of stuff even without your your roguish archetypes. Because I can't see. And, and like, <laughs> like you said, you get a lot of stuff to so just get out of the way and constantly. Because, because I mean, you really think about it. When you're at level twenty and you really need that attack to hit because you're gonna do an extra ten d six sneak attack damage, mm-hmm. like how. How deflating is it that you've you've snuck into like the enemy's camp, like the enemy's orc camp and whatnot, and there's like the orc uh, champion who is like the avatar of Grumpsh and whatnot, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this, roll an attack, and I stab the pillow next to his head. And you're like, no, yeah, <laughs> you know. So it 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 kind of it kind of gives you like, okay, here's a freebie, so you look cool, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> knock this. I'm not gonna kick this one out of bed for eating crackers. That's for sure. Um, we're eating crackers. I haven't heard that one before. You've never heard that phrase before. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't eat crackers at home. No, in bed. In bed, I mean. <laughs> it's. Uh, uh, anyways, <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's it for the that's it for the rogue. Um, thanks for turning thanks for tuning in this episode. Uh, brought to you by Puddington's wait, Pub Ale. No, wait, uh, wait that, you haven't gotten the archetypes. Play us out, Craig. Um, <laughs> yeah. The first the first archetype for the PHP is el ladrón. That means thief in Spanish. We can't. What is that? Lather. What? Lather. Ladron. Lathrone? Ladron. Is that how you spell it? Nope. Well, how do you spell it? <laughs> quit, quit making me look like a freaking gringo. Oh, whatever. L A D R O N. Ladron. 
Lardon? Sure. Oh my god! And- <laughs> La- so the lad Ron. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I regret everything. <laughs> I regret being your friend. I regret having met you in ninth grade. <laughs> it was tenth grade. Wow! You don't even remember? Unbelievable, dude. That was like twenty fucking years ago, man. I mean, we, we didn't. We didn't have freshman year together. You freaking puto. No, I spent freshman year in a over in a very overcrowded high school. It was Me too. <laughs> it was very claustrophobic. <laughs> East Bay, okay. right? Yep. Yeah, man, I went I went to Riverview. Same thing. <sighs> Anyways. <Yeah>. Anyways. So, <laughs> so, so very, level three. Fast hands. Wait, hold on. We're not we need we need to go over what exactly the thief is. <sighs> okay, you read it. No, I'm not going to read it. I'm just saying the thief is the most typical uh, archetype for a rogue. This is the guy that this is the cat burglar, the guy that yeah. opens up the window, sneaks in, gets the gets the um, like the classic like rogue. Yep, this is the guy that you will find at two o'clock in the morning with his ear to the safe, you know, <laughs> like trying to crack it or you know, trying to stuff a priceless painting down down the leg of one of his pants or some crap like that. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is this is a a a most typical rogue. This is not very combat um, focused. Um. So yes, at level three, what do they get to level three, Jose? Let the people let let the fine people at home know what they get at level three. Let the people know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Moses. <laughs> let my people know. <laughs> they get fast hands. Whoa! What? Uh, essentially, as essentially, as a bonus action. Essentially, you can you can do a sleight of hand check, or use your thief's tool. No, Andrew. I didn't say essentially because I edited it out. <laughs> You're gonna edit it out. So, so what this is is that <laughs> what this is is edit it out. Is <laughs> <laughs> so what is the past dance again? I completely forgot. I'm sorry. I'm gonna... <laughs> Oh I was my god! Funny for I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't work like this, man. I can't. I, can't. I really wish I had like a collar clip mic just so you can hear me like frustratingly take it off and like throw it under the table. Okay, here what it goes again. Fast hands. That's a bonus action. You get to use the sleight of hand, like a check of. You can do a sleight of hand check, or mm-hmm. use your thieves' tools, or the use an object action. I'll use it. The main one is the 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 sleight of hand and thieves tool. Well, sleight of hand, yes. Thieves tools. I'm I'm trying to think of a situation where you're in <laughs> combat and you're like and you're like shit 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 shit. You're like trying to fumble <laughs> with the lock. <laughs> you know, like hey, maybe, maybe you're trying to maybe you're trying to escape and the door locked behind you guys. That is very true. Or it could yeah. be like a trap. And like the right. walls are closing in, and you have to, you know, or 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 you're you're trying to break into some place, and the guards saw you from like down the road. You're like fuck, 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 and you're like and you're like messing with like the hair clip, trying to get it to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, use hey, an object. I, so wait, so I just looked up thieves tool. I guess I never actually like read it, uh-huh. but it includes uh, a small file, which makes sense. A lockpick makes sense. But then it says a small mirror mounted on a metal handle. Will you let your players use that? 
Hell yeah. Cause that's, I, that, that, I, didn't, I, I had no idea that there was a little small mirror, like a little, like, you know, like a, like a dentist mirror. Cause yeah, that, to, fuck, I would have used that so many times. Yeah. To see what's behind a door. That's, that's, yeah. that's the 100% the reason. And that's if, if you say, Hey, that's in the book. Can I use that? I would be like, yes, 100%. Yeah. Yes. You actually read the book. Oh my fucking God. Yes. <laughs> Here's some inspiration. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Let me, <laughs> let me watch you. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I would totally, I would totally let them use that. Because why not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing. That's cool. I, I Sorry. I just, I, the, I knew about the other two, but I guess the mirror, I, never, I kind of like always came over it. See now, I knew it came with a lock picking tool. I didn't know it came with the file. That's actually pretty neat. I didn't know that part. So you're just you're just driving prison. Okay, how, how are we gonna get out? And then as the quiet settles, you hear from the other side of the room. <laughs> make some noise. I don't know. Just fucking make some noise. Start it. Where did where where did you hide those thieves tools? Don't, don't, want, don't want to worry about it, man. You'll thank me when we get out. <laughs> oh that could be like a super classic situation where someone smuggles in thieves tools and like a cake or some shit for you as <laughs> you're just like yes cake and you're like oh wait wait no no, no there's these tools in here <laughs> oh shit oh man <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the dwarf, sir. He snores really weird. He has a condition. His <laughs> <laughs> sinus is like, I just flared up. Don't worry. I would love an adventure that is essentially prison break. That would be that would be so cool. Like, here's your starting equipment. Do you like it? It's gone now. <laughs> that, that's essentially how uh, out of the abyss starts. That's what I've heard. It starts out with you guys like in prison, right? Or like yeah, you guys, we, like, had, we, we like we were building our character, and that's essentially what Robert said. He was like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You guys have nothing now." <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you might come across this, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we have to like we, we just stumble upon our stuff. Uh, well, we didn't stumble. We went to like where most likely it was, and that there there it was. And there yeah, we go. You guys like you guys like start out as like part of like a drow like chain gang, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Oh my god! Oh, the, the Can you beard. stop that? It's fucking disgusting. Oh, oh no! The beard betrayed me. It's made me really burpy. <laughs> Why, you, why would you do this? We're gonna lose our sponsorship. <laughs> it's not the beer; it's your stomach. Oh god, no! It just—it it, just—it makes me want to taste it so well because it's so creamy and it has such a smooth finish. Is that how it works? <laughs> oh, that's disgusting! <laughs> oh, right. so that was—that's what fast hands. <laughs> Also at level three, three you get three hours later. That's what fast hands are. Also at level three, you get second story work. Yep, which is essentially um, you you move up as fast as you move left to right, or yeah. like you move you move as quickly vertically as you do horizontally. Which again yeah. leans more into the whole like this is a you know a thief, so you're going to be doing a lot of climbing. You're going to be doing scaling a lot of walls. And yeah. if I if if I was a rogue, I would be asking the DM a good amount of times, 
can I climb this wall? You know, because there is no reason why you shouldn't be able to just like, if you're in like a city setting, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to just like Assassin's Creed way your, uh, your way up a wall, you know, cause there's going to be like ledges and right. uh, things that acts as handholds and stuff like that. It's not every building is nope. Every building is a mirror shine. <laughs> <laughs> like PS2 graphics. Brutal. Yeah, exactly. See, this is the polygon. That's all. It is. It is super smooth stone. <laughs> no, no. There's no reason for that. So, then level nine. I mean, and, there, and, and it does in certain adventures and whatnot. It does say, "Hey, you know, the bricks of this are worn, so you you know you can you you can climb up them with that and whatnot, or you can just you can just find a way to justify it." So. And, yeah. and if I was a DM and they, if it's within reason, I would be like, yeah, you can probably scale this wall. Why not? So. Yeah, for sure. And then at level nine, you get Supreme Sneak. Yes. So you, you sneak much better. You're a sneaker, sneaker man. You sneak better if you are slower. Yes. So if you use half your movement, you gain advantage on uh sneaking or stealth that's not called sneaking in this edition it's called stealth checks which yes it's very i can yeah i can actually see this being super helpful if you are being very cautious you're in a dungeon that you never stepped foot in before so you're just kind of sneaking your way through and you can't really tell there's going to be a monster right around the corner or if it's in a situation where you are trying to get out of a dungeon and you are just like 15 to 20 feet away from the door, but there's a monster around you. You're like, just, just be a little bit more careful and right. just, you know, take your time, be patient. This <laughs> is again, this leans into the, you're playing a stealth game. So like try to think like dishonored metal gear solid or, you know, uh, what's another good stealth game. Help me out here. What's another good stealth game. Uh, Splinter cell. <laughs> Splinter Cell. Thank you. God, I, I was completely drawing a blank. I had like a whole list of like mental, <laughs> like a whole mental list of like stealth games to draw from. I'm like, and, and then as soon as I said it, my my brain's like, <laughs> ah, no, no. <laughs> It'd be really yeah, nice man. to remember that, li- that list, wouldn't it? <laughs> and then at level 13, for some reason, you can use magical items now. You get use magic device. <laughs> well, that's not that's. It, it's not really a some reason thing. This is a um, this has been a this has been a very traditional um use for the rogue or a very traditional ability for the rogue since uh at least since three point five. I don't know. I don't know if it's been in a D and D or in, in the original D and D, but I know I know the rogue um had the ability to use um had the ability to use magic items, which hmm. kind of, you know, well, yeah, which, which gives them a little bit more like versatility and, it, and it could be a situation where it's like, Hey, you know, um, I know the wizard can use this necklace of fireball. I don't know if wizard can be attuned to a necklace of fireball, but just hear me out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's like, hey, I know the wizard can use the necklace of fireball, but can I borrow it real quick? I'm just going to go in there, just do a little shock and awe while you guys like storm the front kind of a deal. And so that way, you know, the rogue is not just a sneaky boy. 
Like they can right. do, they can do other things as well, and kind of it sort of maybe create chaos, maybe create a distraction, or you know, just have something, a, an extra, an extra trick up their sleeves. Okay, I, I see it. I can see it then. Yeah. Oh fuck! There's a stealth game called Thief. How did I forget that? Oh duh, <laughs> fucking thief! <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> we're, we're failures, man. Yeah. So. Um. And then at level 17 for Thief, you get Thief's Reflexes. Yep. Which, uh, in your first round of turn of combat, you can take two turns. Mm-hmm. So, roll your initiative. Let's say, for instance, it's a 17. Your first turn's at 17. Your next turn is going to be at 7. So, you take whatever your initiative is, and then knock off 10, and that's your second turn. You yeah. get... It's like a weird, janky haste. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a haste, but it's like not quite coming out <laughs> like correctly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a haste without magic. It's it's that haste that you bought at that bootleg, like <laughs> little China market. You, know? <laughs> you bought it at the black market. It didn't quite work well. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got it at the um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like the flea market. And it's like <laughs> and it's like bite. And it's like haste bite. Brapple. That's not the name <laughs> of the company. <laughs> Beautiful. And that's it for thieves. Yep. Again, thief, not not super um stealth or I'm not not super stealth oriented, not super combat oriented. <clears throat> yeah. Um this much is, more this is, this is this is the 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 get in, get the thing, the the, the 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 what's it called the the floppy disk the whatever thing that's gonna save the world and get out <laughs> the floppy disk <laughs> who the fuck uses a floppy disk well I mean it is a fantasy setting yeah why not <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> go <laughs> go into the wizard's tower and steal the laser disk whoa the laser disk whoa man <laughs> I, I heard that thing could hold fifty megabytes of, of data on it well man. <laughs> 50 megabytes that's like a page and a half <laughs> <laughs> dang what the fuck kind of piece are you writing that's actually what what did i i heard that like the very first computer can hold the like the entire memory of it was like one page of like microsoft office that's like crazy word dude. yeah <laughs> like that was the entire you had enough to write one page on a microsoft uh word document and that was it <laughs> now i have now i have a 254 gigabyte micro sd card on my switch and that's considered small no no that's that's pretty big <laughs> it's fucking um, crazy anyways so the next one is the assassin assassino assassino hash assassin what no you're not what <laughs> Hashashan? Stop George George Clooney. <laughs> what? <laughs> stop what? <laughs> What's the name of that actor that speaks like that? Fuck. No, James that was dude. Are you talking about Oh god. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say stop Sean I'm Connery. A, I'm a George Clooney George Clooney's never been James. I know, Bond. I know. That's why I'm I was not- like, fuck, that's not the right one. <laughs> He's Batman, okay? <laughs> he was barely Batman. <laughs> <laughs> my, Batman, a- my Batman does not have nipples. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the assassin. What do we, what do we get? What, what, what do we? What do we at level three? Okay, so the assassin. Oh, God, can we can we talk about what the assassin does? No, 
Well, I'm going to because I'm excited. I'm going to complain the whole time. Fun. That's just mute your mic, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Fine. I guess. I guess we do this the right way. <laughs> oh, heaven forbid we we discuss what the what the class is about. It's almost like <laughs> as if I enjoy doing this. <laughs> you oh, poor shit. baby. <laughs> um, okay, so the assassin. It's a weird. Like you have the idea for an assassin, and or sorry, you say you say the word assassin, and that to me immediately immediately conjures up the idea of like a sniper, like yeah, like on, on like on like the fourth floor building, like opposite from the target, you know, MCL. or yeah, exactly. But what this really is is actually more charisma focused. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, more of a James Bond type thing. And I'm not going to dunk on that. That's that's super cool. I, I really like the idea that, you know, because because when I read it, I'm like, huh, yeah. <laughs> like that, was, that was actually my reaction. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. The first thing when I first heard about it, I, I really thought it was a very precise, heavy hitting um, type of thief. Like, you yep. know, you can still sneak around and stuff like that. But like it was mainly about hitting really hard. Mm-hmm. But not really <laughs> no it's it's about it's it's not it's less it's like less like stereotypical assassin more like agent 47 yeah yeah you know and, and like the first thing you get at level three is proficiency is proficiency with this guy's kid and prison poisoner's kid I also read Prisoner's Kit. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> What's a Prisoner's Kit? Uh, shackles. <laughs> In a black and white striped shirt. Yeah, yeah. The stereotypical black and white uh, with, the, with like the weird round cap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the ball and chain, it's like 50 pounds. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, so st- the disguise kit and poisoner's kit. Which what? Well, actually, let me see what a poisoner's kit can do because I'm actually can, not. It can make poison. Oh, no shit! <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, what exactly does a poisoner's kit does? Poisoner's kit. Poisoner's vile chemicals and other oh, wow. <laughs> for the creation of poison. <laughs> Proficiency with this kit lets you add your proficiency bonus to any ability check you make to craft or use a poison. Ooh, that's you. Actually, I, 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 I knew about crafting. I didn't know about using. Well, yeah. Maybe you have a syringe in there too. <laughs> that's gonna. That is something that you would if you're if you're playing an assassin. That's something that you would have to like have a conversation with your DM about. Like, hey, what kind of poisons can I make? Because that's I believe <laughs> that's all in the DM's guide. Um, and it's gonna say, hey, these poisons cost this much, so you're gonna need like. You know, and and if and if you're you're the kind of DM where it's like no, you have to go out and grab the materials for it, then you can like make a sort of like small side quest for it, or right. or you can go to that really shady part of town. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know the one where it's like don't touch any of the surfaces; they're yeah, sticky. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at people in the eye; they can they can smell fear. <laughs> nope just just keep just eyes down, mouth shut. <laughs> let's just let's try, let's try not to get stabbed, people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's in it's in the DM's guide page two fifty seven, looking up how to make poisons, um, and it says you can uh, the crafting rules in the player's handbook allows you to use bait or allows you to make basic poisons. So it's nothing too terribly fancy, but it is stuff that's like shit, man. It gives me a little extra edge. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock that. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, I mean, yeah, and this is, again, this is something that, you know, like you line your, you know, you line your blade with and, ooh, I like that. That's pretty cool. Um, like, you know, you, you like right before, you know, you know, you use the disguise kit to disguise your way into the mark, you know, so that way, yeah, you, right. you know, you're, you're, you're the cook or you're, or you're the milkman or, you know, what have you. And then, and then you just like with the knife that's like that's like coated with poison i was so, just gonna poison the milk but okay hey you can do that too. <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna poison the milk with a knife <laughs> <laughs> they go to drink it the knife comes through like the knife comes out of the bottle <laughs> but it's just a milkman just on the other side it's just 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 like like somehow like work with the wizard like hey can we use dimension door for this really specific reason <laughs> why are you just, making this complicated <laughs> just so, no no no. you have to it's it's like it's like this is how i work this is how i operate this is my part <laughs> okay i can't use i don't use poison because that's already trademarked by another guy i have to <laughs> <laughs> That would, that would be awesome. <laughs> that's like that's uh, what what was that movie? Law Abiding Citizen. Oh <laughs> yeah. The guy on the poop just like blows his head off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Anyways, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> and then also at third level, you get uh, assassinate. Um, you have advantage on attack rolls against creatures that hasn't taken a turn yet. And on top of that, when if you hit, or more like when you hit, uh, any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. So again, sneak, sneak, sneak. Don't let them see you. Stab them in the back. Go for the kidneys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, but, or do I, like that, that like... That like double tap, like base of the spine and the neck. <laughs> like you just hey, make sure make sure they don't get back up. <laughs> so and I, I, I love the assassin because it's so it's so if you read between the lines, it's so brutal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, I just, like uh, what exactly these skills are supposed just, to do. It's just, just no, they just, don't get a turn. They just, are dead. Just playing the long <laughs> game, man. Just playing the long game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Get it's, in, become friends with the with the with the mark. Well, I would <laughs> go to the go to go to his daughter's wedding. You baptized my daughter. <laughs> you were Bapti- baptized this <laughs> <laughs> and drown him in the in like in like a pond or something. Like yeah, that. you baptized my daughter. And the catering sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife can't bake for shit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, man. I can, I can actually see in a perfect game that's like tooled just for the assassin, uh-huh. like 80, 75 to 80% of the game is going to be the assassin getting up to the mark. Like that slow... Hello? That slow about, build up of like trying to get through the staff and whatnot. Yeah. What's up? How about a cool like, man, like a, a game with just all assassins, just a group of assassins? I work. would be a thousand percent down for that. Because like they will be all working together to get this stuff. Like, uh, you know, the the big mark. Like he's behind this many people, and it's just one big building with a bunch of different levels and uh, like not levels and like 
video game level levels and like floors yeah um, and you have to like climb all that but to do that you have to like not raise any alarms and like you have to like kill certain like enemies to get the keys to certain doors and like that kind of shit but like I nobody can, can find out i can see that adventure being something like like a like i don't know the halfling mafia is putting a hit on the on the on the on the high elves or some shit like that. So you have to take out like, like the equivalent of like a Senator or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Damn. That would be cool. I would actually love to have a game where it's all rogues and, oh. it's, and it's like a oceans 11. Ocean's 11. I was just thinking yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have the thief and he's the guy that can like, I like, like pick the locks and stuff like that. And here's the assassin. He can like get through, like, you know, he could be the face and here's the arcane trickster, which we'll go over that. We haven't gone over that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love, I would be super down for that. I'm going to fucking write that down. Hold on a second. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> that's what dragon high should have been. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, it could have been. I just, I, I sorry, I, I apologize again for not running that like a complete amateur. It's not your fault. It's not your. I would say it's not your fault. <laughs> Don't do this to me, man. It's not your fault. Don't do this to me. It's kind of your fault. You but shut Damn, you're supposed to be my friend. <laughs> I would say it's like eighty-five, fifteen. Like, 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 no, the materials like fault. <laughs> so you were burned Wait, out. Which which was eighty-five? Which is <laughs> the material? The material. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, it's it's largely your fault. You suck as a DM. I'm gonna redeem myself with the uh, Avon. I I I. I <laughs> I really hoped you had enough time to like oh, dude. <laughs> rest and kind of get that fire back. So after after we're done with Strahd, I'm gonna be like, yeah. So I'm done with D and D. Tabletop RPGs are lame. Who wants all the books? <laughs> I'm gonna retire on top. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was fun, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take up like stamp collecting or bird watching or something. <laughs> some some real adult pastimes. Yeah. You guys uh, want to talk about model trains? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm already halfway there. Okay, I do come plus. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so Andrew. I'm gonna take on a real uh, tabletop RPG Warhammer 40k. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> I used my stimulus so, check to buy the starter pack. <laughs> Just the starter pack. Four pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to assemble and paint. You know, that's, I haven't got that stimulus check yet. I can't use it for that. <laughs> that's half the fun, right? <laughs> Think about it. I'm thinking about um, it. No, I don't do it. Stop. <laughs> Teresa's not here to say no. I could use it's it. Bold. I'm going to text her right now. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and then, <sighs> okay, so that's that's bonus proficiencies. <laughs> No, 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 no. We we also did assassinate too. We have to talk about infiltration expertise. Oh, that's which, true. <laughs> which, which I think, along with this and imposter, I think this is when the assassin gets really cool. Yeah, yeah. The the, the crafting the crafting and identity uh, for infiltration is fucking it's amazing. Yeah. So at ninth level, you get infiltration expertise, which means. It's essentially a false identity. Yeah. You you have to spend seven seven I almost said seventy-five days. You have to spend seven days and twenty-five gold to establish a history, profession, and affiliation for an identity. You can't establish an identity that belongs to somebody else. It has to be a completely fake person. So, right. so, so you're no longer, you know, Orthax the the whatever. You are now you are now 
Herbert Grimshaw. (laughs) (laughs) Walter Sofchak. That's me. Um, and, and you, it says here, you can use the 25 gold to acquire appropriate clothing, letter of introduction, uh, official for a trading house. (laughs) And thereafter you can use that new identity as a disguise, which I would imagine can just go in your disguise kit. So it's, it's, it's essentially a, a double, a double like identity, like a double person. So you can live a fake life <laughs> with the infiltration expert expertise. I mean, that's pretty cool. Can you imagine having a game that spans like 30 years? <laughs> oh, God. oh, that would that would be super cool. Like the first session is like the guards no. have found you after. No, no, no. Think about it. The guards have found you after 50 years. And then the <laughs> entire game is like a flashback up to that point. Where, <laughs> where, it's like, where it's like they're breaking down your house. And like, and like, and like your wife is like, why are you taking my husband? And stuff like that. It's like, it's like the man you know is not, you know, not your husband. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, oh, that would be super cool. I would love that. <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty that that'd be pretty awesome <laughs> i think like, isn't there a movie like that uh i want to say a history of violence is like that oh but that's, that's probably it uh, with vigo mortensen in it are you thinking of the same thing because <sighs> I, I know i know that has like the very stereotypical like oh the husband has like a secret background because he was like right. an assassin he was actually an assassin <laughs> um uh there's probably a better example but that's the first one that pops into my head um but yeah that's it. that's infiltration expertise <laughs> <laughs> well i mean and then level 13 you get imposter which also plays along with it it uh it does and it kind of doesn't because infiltration expertise is that you're making a completely new person imposter is that you are mimicking a person um because you gain the ability to unerringly mimic another person's speech, writing, and behavior. You must spend at least three hours studying these components of the person's behavior, listening to speech, examining handwriting, observing mannerisms. Uh, and then after that, your ruse is indiscernible to a casual observer. If a wary creature suspects something is amiss, you have advantage on any deception checks you can make to avoid detection. Yeah, you're so good at like taking on this person that you're... It's uncanny. I... That would be incredibly cool for the, oh, you, you know, like the adventure we were just talking about, like the adventure idea where you go in and you had to assassinate like the high uh, profile target. Yeah. And, and the whole idea is that, you know, you don't want to get caught. So the assassin, after he kills the high priority target, he impersonates the high priority target oh man oh that would be the perfect getaway <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh. uh, i just i just gotta go here uh i'll, I'll but sir you know bodyguards need to go with you no 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 it's okay I'll be fine. Uh, it's all right. I, gotta, I gotta take a quick piss that's all right <laughs> <laughs> you know me i like to pee behind buildings <laughs> in the dark when nobody's around they were none the wiser <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually really cool that would be pretty like, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the um, what's the movie? Usual Suspects, kind of a mm, yeah. Uh-huh. So and then, anyways, and then seventeen, you get Death Strike. Yes, you can double the damage done to surprise get your surprise, bitch. Ah, yeah, surprise, this, motherfucker. This is really the only combat. <laughs> well, no, yeah. that's not true. Assassinates also. Assassinate also kind of goes on the combat. Oh, no, no, assassinate. Yeah, very combat focused. 
Um, so yeah, when you make when you when you attack and hit a creature that's surprised, it must make a Constitution saving throw. On a failed save, you do double damage, which <laughs> on top of assassinate means if it's a surprise creature and you hit, you are going to be doing sneak a critical. It's sneak attack and a not an automatic critical. So it's Christ. So at level seventeen, how many hit dice do you have? How many? At, uh, level, at level seventeen, you would have nine. Ninety-six. Nine. 96. So that'll be 18 D6s. 18. Oh, I'm gonna roll that, that right now. At that point, why even have like a dagger? Just let the sneak attack. Like just just like fucking like flick him in the elbow or some crap like that and just let the sneak so, attack do most of the damage. So just the sneak attack, and I roll pretty I roll one, two, three, four, five ones. Uh roll a total of fifty-nine. Ooh, which there's, I mean, at level 17, 59 damage is, and it's not negligible, but it's at, not. at level 17, at level 17, you're going to be encountering enemies that, um, can sort of shake off 59 damage. Um, however, if this was a normal person, that guy is <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> the classic, the classic, uh, oh yeah, this, uh, crime lord is just a thug, but he has an extra 20 hit points. And yep. instead of and instead of a short sword, he has I don't know a scimitar, mm-hmm. and then you're like, all right, here's fifty nine. <laughs> yep, just just pop him right in the knee and just watch him explode. <laughs> the hardest I part mean, was getting to him, not killing him. Yeah, exactly. It, it, and 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 as an assassin, that would be like I said, that would be probably the meat and potatoes for a perfect game for the assassin. Yeah, right. the meat and potatoes would be getting to the mark. Once you got to the mark, it's already a done deal. You just have to carry it out and get out of there. Exactly. So, exactly. So, so yeah. So that's the assassin. Of, <laughs> and probably my favorite out of the three that's in the PHP. It, you know, it's funny because like when I first read it, I'm like, oh, that's. Cause I, I guess I was disappointed because it wasn't like the assassin I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was kind of disappointed. I kind of like just brushed it. I was like, okay, it's just like the assassin. It's like a, it's like a bard, like, like, you know, like the, what's it called? The, the subclass for the bard like, that does the, the, the disguises and stuff. Oh, it's, it, that's, one, of, that's one of the Xanathar's ones, ain't it? Yeah, whatever. It's, you know, it's, I was like, oh, it's, it's, just, it's just like, whatever, one of those guys. But, like after going over like for the second time, I'm just like, holy shit! Like, plot as an assassin, not just, <laughs> not just like, do the critical kill, just getting, you know, like, because there's so many times that you're like, the enemy is just behind so many locked doors, and I don't mean like actual locked doors, I mean different levels. And like, at level thirteen, if you're level thirteen, you're playing this character, like you can you can pass those doors as 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 a guy who owns those doors. Yeah. You know, it, it's it, it's the age old like you can get anywhere if you have a hard hat, a ladder <laughs> and a sense of determination. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, 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 and the thing the thing about the assassin is that it gives you a lot of tools that require not require, but sort of promotes thinking outside the box. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, no, 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 there's another way to get into this situation you know like let like that it, it it would be something that like if the assassin can come up with a way to sort of talk their way into the enemy camp i would allow that oh. because that's that is oh, yeah. that is walking on a knife's edge and that could go bad real quick 
but that is going to be some entertaining stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And, yeah, and, I, yeah. Now let me ask you something. It's, it's just an all around super neat class. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. Let me, let me ask you something real quick. So infiltration, infiltration expertise, which is kind of like the one with the identity. Uh, you can craft your own identity. Mm-hmm. It starts at level nine. Right. Most adventures end at level 11, 12, maybe. And you do get this guy's kid at level three. Would you ha- would you want it like Wizards of the Coast to bring the level nine ability down to like maybe like, I don't know, six? I was actually so, going to say like six, maybe seven would probably be pretty good for that. Because yeah, it, like, it seems a little high for what most people play. Because the imposter, the, the imposter is like, like you are like, you know, most people play up to level 13 tops like that. That's your ultimate skill. You're going to be using well, a lot. It's kind of cool. You got to that point. But level nine seems to be a little high for for infiltration experts. In my well, like, well, like the imposter, I can see the imposter being at level thirteen because that's like a savant level ability. Right, 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 right. Like you, like I agree, you use, I agree, hundred percent. You use only three hours and you have this guy down pat. But yeah, yeah. the well, I mean, the infiltration expertise that's really that's really going to be something because I, you have the disguise kit which you can disguise yourself as whoever or whatever. And, and, but really the infiltration expertise, all that does is that that gives your disguise, um, legitimacy. Right. So, which is, which is, which is is what I'm saying. Like it should be just, you know, cause like, okay. Imagine if somebody sees this class, right? Oh man, this is so freaking cool. It's fucking perfect for water deep. Oh, nope. I'm going to use this class. Mm. It's so good, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just happen to forget that this happens at level nine and the adventure ends at level five. Mm. So you get, so you get two, you get two things at level three and then you get nothing at four or five. That's just, that's just like a real life thing that could have happened to us. If somebody I, us. I would, what I would do kind of reach like a good middle ground is that I would say that their disguise kit, they can come up with a fake persona quote unquote, but, but that's what the, but that's but, what the bard That's what the bard does. Well, hold on. Let me, let me finish. No, you're wrong. <laughs> no, can, can I, fin- can I finish? Can I, can I, can I, sir, can I, fin- sir, can I finish? The, the, this is, this is not a legitimate interview. Okay. We are not, we are, we are not. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel attacked right now. Okay. Uh, sir, sir, please let sir. me finish. Please, sir, ma'am, sir, ma'am, sir, ma'am, sir, ma'am, 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 <laughs> no, um, I, I mean, I mean, I, I would just say it's like something like, oh, my disguise kit allows me to be, Flarkin McShank pants. I don't know. <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, that's your, that's your other per, you know, that's your other persona. But the infiltration expertise gives them, like I said, it gives them legitimacy. Like this is, they, they have been living in water deep for X amount of years. There, here's their social security card. Here's, right, their, right. here's their driver's license and stuff like that. So it's like up until that point, it's like, if you're, if anybody catches you, you better talk your way out. Cause the second they ask for papers, it's going to go south. So, I mean, I can, I can see it being more fun that way, but yeah, I, personally i would probably knock it down to like seventh maybe sixth level i will say six yeah yeah i mean because it's not it's not necessarily it's not necessarily game breaking either it's not like the imposter no no Um, it's really not it's really all all it is like it's good it's just giving your guy an id yeah you know it's just a fake id essentially at the end of the day it's just a fake id yeah 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I but mean, yeah. So, so, yeah. wait. So, so that's the assassin. And it's a really good class. And here's a word from our sponsor, Boddington's Pub Ale. No, Andrew, we're not sponsored by them. Stop trying. I, I will not stop. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to the next subclass. The Assassin is cool. It's not what we expected, uh, but it has a, really, a lot of really cool stuff that you can use um, to really get behind enemy lines. It's not what I expected, but it did that in the best way possible. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. a very pleasant surprise for me. All right, Andrew. Arcane Trickster. So Woo. now we're so now we're gonna get into the most wackadoo. Let's make <laughs> let's let's make your DM's life a living hell. <laughs> so the Arcane right. Trickster. Your yeah. road gets to cast spells now. <laughs> Yay. And you have an extra hand. Yeah, yeah. Um so right out the gate. Well, let's go over the spells first, because the Mage Hand Ledger main is next on the list. Oh, sorry. You. So, I know. I, it's it's <laughs> it's this goddamn Bonnington's pub ale. It makes my stomach <laughs> upset. <laughs> Don't let them hear this. We need the sponsorship. <laughs> this stuff tastes terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so... <clears throat> At level three, you get the ability to cast spells and cantrips. You get three cantrips, uh, you know three spells, and you get two level one spell slots. These are going to be based on your intelligence, which because as a rogue, your um, your main stat will be dexterity. That gives you a lot more leeway on what your secondary stat can be. So if you're a thief, it's still going to be dexterity (laughs) (laughs) Um, or maybe intelligence for like magic items. If you're an assassin, that's charisma. And if you're arcane tricks or that's intelligence as well. Um, The only thing is, is that while you are, you can only use, I believe it's an illusion and enchantment spells. Um, And at certain levels, you can pick spells from different classes. Personally, I would probably just stick with illusion and enchantment spells just just because, yeah, it would be more optimal for for a rogue to cast lightning bolt, but it would be much more fun for a rogue to cast like a higher level enchantment spell. Um, yeah, which, I can see that, which I'm trying to pull up which spells they can get because there is a way to like sort the um, your mama. Oh shit! <laughs> Got him! Got him! Um, and then, and then after after that, you you get the mage hand ledger main, which means your mage hand can stow objects. Uh, it can you, be invisible. It's well, it's invisible because well, is the mage hand invisible or is, there, or is it like a little like a little cartoon glove that shows regular up? mage hand now? Really. Yeah, regular mage hand is like an actual glowing hand. Oh, okay. And wow. and, and it gives no. You don't even know. Well. <laughs> oh, and by the way, it gives you mage hand, so that's going to be one of your cantrips that you know. And it's like which is extremely want- useful. Yeah, and it, and it's something it's something that's like, but I want to learn other cantrips. No, you don't. No, you. No, you don't. You want to learn mage hand. <laughs> so, um. And the reason why that is is because your mage hand is invisible 
And you can stow one object the hand is holding in a container worn or carried by another creature. So you can put pocket. You can retrieve an object in a container worn or carried by another creature. Pickpocket. And then you can use your thieves tools to pick locks and disarm traps at a range. Jesus. So it's like that thing is probably trapped. Let's stand 30 feet back because I'm <laughs> I'm fairly certain there's a glyph of warding on this chest. Let's just be sure. <laughs> so just everyone stand back, stand behind me. <laughs> um, and let me see. Oh, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> Hold on. So what spells, what I'm spells just going to look up in? 5e enchantment spells. Because I, I, I really want to see what spells they get. Take it away, Jose. Take it away. Say something. On time. Uh, uh, fill, uh, fill the dead air. You can't see me, but I'm dancing. Are you not entertained? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> and you find the spells <laughs> faster. I'm trying. Where does the listeners? This <laughs> time goes. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like sand in our hands and slipping through our fingers. <laughs> All right. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with level nine then. Magical okay. ambush. Okay, so damn <laughs> it. Uh, wait, no. no, yeah, go on, go on, keep going with magical ambush. All right, so level nine, we get magical ambush, which creatures get disadvantage on saving throws when you are hidden from them and cast a spell. Which, I mean, that's what the wording says. Um, it starts at level nine, um, and essentially, if they can't see you, they get disadvantage on any saving throws uh, with your spells. Yeah, so just. Use your stealth. Use once your again, stealth. Once again, stay away from everybody and hide. Yeah, yeah. and just hit them. Just keep hitting <laughs> them. Um, okay, so spells like uh, friends, that's a cantrip, you know. But the cantrips can be any cantrip. They don't have to be an enchantment cantrip. Uh, Bane and Bless, Charm Person. Uh, Dissonant Whispers. Oh, by the way, your spell slots only go up to level four, I believe. Uh, it seems like it, yeah. Yeah, which that's okay, because at level at level four, you get confusion. So, I mean, that's the ultimate, like, getaway spell for a thief is, ha, confusion! <laughs> 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 and then just run away. Um, but yeah, sneaky. Sneak, sneak, sneak. Hide behind that bear. It's, <laughs> it's sneaking around uh, and using magic to uh, mess with things around you. And then at level 13, we get Versatile Trickster, which lets your hand distract people. Your magic yeah. hand. Your mage hand. Uh, yeah, as a bonus action on your turn, you can designate a creature within five feet of the spectral hand created by the spell. Doing so gives you advantage on attack rolls against that creature at the end of the turn. So it, it, so I, just now imagine, it, I just imagine the hand goes behind him and just taps him in the shoulder. And then smacks him across the face harmlessly, and then you stab him in the kidneys. You got <laughs> to go for the kidneys, man. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm learning in this episode. <laughs> actually, you know what? I just realized this going over to the second time. It only took me like two times to figure this out. That creature is going to be getting sneak attack this entire time. Yeah. Which is going to be at level 13, I believe, 66 damage. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That is scary. Oof. Ooh, that is scary. But and then you, you know get even level, and then level 17 you get spell thief i love this <laughs> me too <laughs> like how do you even do this and because 
because you are so good at thieving, you can you can steal the spell from a wizard's brain. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you, how would you even uh, describe this? It would be it would be borderline traumatic for those for the spellcaster to be like, how did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt him reach into my mind. <laughs> I feel violated. And just and just have like have like the the arcane tricks that have like the most chaotic like <laughs> smile like ha yeah. ha <laughs> bet you didn't know I could do that <laughs> finger of death <laughs> okay so immediately after a creature casts a spell that targets you or includes you in the area of effect you can use your reaction to force the creature to make a saving throw with its spell casting ability modifier the DC equals your spell state DC which is 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus intelligence in case you didn't know um, on a failed save, you negate the spell's effect against you, and you steal the knowledge of the spell if it's at least a first level, uh, first level, and of a level you can cast. So it can't be any higher than a four. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. For the next eight hours, you know the spell. You can cast it using your spell slots. The creature can't. The creature can't cast that spell till the eight hours have passed. Because you, you stole it. You literally like went into like your 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 fingers went into their their meaty brain and plucked out the spell <laughs> from their filing just, cabinet in their mind. And just they just forgot. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just imagine. I just imagine the spellcaster just like completely losing. It's like, oh, how the f- did you do that? I can see that. <gasps> I can. <laughs> I can see that being something where it's like you're fighting like a lich. Let's just say you're fighting a lich and you do that and your lawful good wizard's like, that's not cool. <laughs> that's you don't you don't fuck with a spellcaster spell. <laughs> don't fuck with somebody's mind, man. That's not that I don't care how many people he's killed. That's not cool. <laughs> Too far. To me. <laughs> Too far, man. Too far. That's like that's like most arcade tricks would be like nothing is safe from me. <laughs> Pretty much, I'm in your mind. <laughs> no, I'm coughing again. <laughs> that's that's the ultimate like like disrespect. <laughs> it is for a spellcaster. Just steal the spell. Like you're not even a spellcaster. Like that's <laughs> that's that's the real that's the real trick of it. Is that they're not even a spellcaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna knock that being a level 17 spell because that's that no. seems pretty OP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh man. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, that's the arcane trickster. That's the one I've been wanting to play for a while too. Sorcerer. I can see that being really cool. I, yeah. I, I I can see that being really neat. It's not. It's obviously more tuned to a certain thing, um, yeah. than like the assassin or the thief is. But yeah, yeah, I can you know, and and I there's a lot of subclasses that have like a spell casting ability, like. Say, for instance, the fighter has the Eldritch Knight, which uses intelligence and stuff like that, but they're also going to be using strength and constitution and what have you. Whereas, so, so, so intelligence for the Eldritch Knight is going to be like third, maybe fourth in line in terms of stats that you're going to be putting points into. But the Arcane Trickster 
it's probably going to be like your second yeah. highest stat. So it's a much it's a much more viable class uh, in terms of stuff you could just do. So yeah, uh, it it's really neat. I actually, I actually, when I saw that class, I'm like, oh, come on, wizards. <laughs> <laughs> this is just unfair. I mean, I, I think it's cool as fuck, man. <laughs> oh, no, it is. It, it's super cool. It's just, I could just, I could see someone's like, oh, I want to play as an arcane tricks for the next, uh, for the next adventure. And the DM's like, God fucking. Every, every spellcaster is going to know counter spell. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. All right. So that's 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 the um the last one for the PHB. Ooh, some pretty good classes actually, you know. Just to be oh, like no. the brazen book. Like us like uh, with well bad example. I was gonna say the rug, but like other other classes, <laughs> other subclasses usually have like like two very strong ones and then like a very weak one or like mm-hmm. you know, sometimes even two well, weak ones and a very obvious one obvious obvious choice like the druid. You know, but like in this one for the PHB, like all three of them, I think are all are three. Fair. All three are really good in a certain scenario. I would say right. that they're thief, definitely not jack of all trades. I, I I would definitely say the thief is probably my last pick for these three. My first mm-hmm. pick would definitely be the assassin. Like if I'm yeah. playing a rogue, it's going to be the assassin. I, I think then, I will actually have to go with the arcane tricks. I can see that because I, I, the arcane trickster seems really fun, but I, you know, um, but I don't know the thief. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it would have to be, it would have to be like, depending on the adventure, I would play a thief. So. Yeah. All, right. All, right. All right. So now let's move to the Xanathars. Yeah. Xanathars oh. and, and the 18 subclasses for rogue. <laughs> they went, they went all out with me. They went ham and they, they, <laughs> They went crazy with the subclasses and they made some stretches. Yeah. In terms of subclasses. Because there there is one here that I read this. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I will never yeah. use this subclass. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. But let's go with the with the first one, the inquisitive. Um mm-hmm. for me this is this is essentially just the the, the Sherlock Holmes, the one that like is looking into the clues and putting all the pieces, the, the puzzle pieces together yep. to figure out the who assassinated what, who detonated the fireball in uh, Stroll, Stroll, Stroll's cold alley, you know, like that. This is the everything slows down and the little words yep. that start appearing on screen. This, type. Yep, this is the detective, <laughs> you know, this is where that uh, L.A. noir music starts playing and you start moving. <laughs> And you start moving stuff awkwardly in your hand, but you can make really good sketches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the party members are like, "Wow, that's you! You just did that. That's really good." I think. I, I think when when I was reading over this, I, I I had the impression that Wizards of the Coast made this so that way it can justify a lawful good rogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because see. because the other, let's be honest, the other three, the the original three subclasses. Especially the assassin. That's like a lawful good rogue would probably never do any of these. I mean, the arcane trickster. Yeah, I, I can see that. But like the thief and the assassin. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this so this is this is for the people that, you know, want to be fucking goody two shoes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerds. Uh, and the inquisitive at level three, you get ear for deceit. Andrew, yep. take it away. 
which means it's essentially it's the um oh shit what was i gonna say it's, <laughs> it's that it, it's that one rogue ability where you treat a roll as a 10 mm-hmm. um it's kind of like that except which is it it's it's like a reliable talent um except this is just for insight checks and it's only it, it gives you an eight for your roll yeah. so which is, it's it, still pretty good at level three yeah yeah so and and as as a like i said this is a detective essentially so mm-hmm. as a detective you would probably um be more keen on picking up like bs or obvious lies or it maybe maybe the person's trying to hide something and they don't want to kind of a deal like right, you know, right, right. so yeah it it, it it just leans more into that um it's a much more role play heavy aspect um, for sure and then at level three you get eye for detail you can detect hidden creatures or objects yeah so you can use a bonus action to make a perception check to spot a hidden creature or object or to make an investigation check to uncover or decipher decipher clues yeah which is pretty badass uh as a bonus action though like I mean, because that's to, that's to imply that there's initiative, which means there's probably combat or like a chase scenario kind of a thing. So you wouldn't apply this to like just outside of combat stuff. Well, because I mean, it's because it says you use a bonus action to make a perception check or or an investigation check. It doesn't say anything about giving you advantage or gives you like a plus to this or, or what have you. Oh, you're right. It doesn't say mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, maybe this would be more of like a you're chasing the criminal down and they went, they did the classic going to a crowded street kind of a deal. Yeah. And so on your turn, you can, you know, you can use your perception check to spot him out or you can use your investigation check to look for the thing that he might have stashed in like a nearby fruit cart or something like that so i mean it's pretty pretty niche i can definitely see the ear for for deceit being probably getting more uses out than eye for detail but you never know Uh, you know adventures can go adventures can go completely different than what you expect yeah as evident yeah. by the goat sled <laughs> <laughs> hey that's canning now okay <laughs> a part of me is like I've, I, 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 it's not it's not like i've given up but it's like i'm not in control of this anymore <laughs> <laughs> i think that's that's me halfway through any adventure that we've that I've run. <laughs> it's like yep now that's 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 it because I was like, I was giving like to the, I was giving Teresa like the rundown on my adventures. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna be like fighting werewolves and stuff like that, and blah blah. And so she's like, what did they do in this adventure? I'm like, they rode a, they rode a sled <laughs> pulled by goats across Barovia, and <laughs> I've lost control of my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making making chocolate pudding at three a.m. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it was I'm not. Fun. I'm not. I'm not saying that's bad. I just, I, I was just like, you know what? Let's just have fun. Fuck it. I'm tired of <laughs> being dark and brooding. Let's just have fun. <laughs> so, oh, man. but then it was just, it was just really funny how we got from point A to point B. That's all. That's yeah, all I was gonna yeah, say. It, it, we completely. Like, 
like if you told me if you told if you told session one andrew there was going to be a goat sled i'd be i'd be okay with it i'd be like no that's fucking dumb that's not not my first (laughs) stride so 14 sessions later (laughs) session session one andrew is completely different andrew than now okay hey man that's what life is all about it's about change okay it is, man. You can see it live on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just, have you seen that meme of the uh, City Project Red main guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Witcher oh 1, Witcher 2, Witcher 3. Witcher 1, he's like a normal everyday guy. By Witcher 3, he's like he's he's like a wizard with like his hair like sticking out and stuff like that. He's like not yeah. shaving. He's essentially Rick from Rick and like he looks, he looks like the kind of guy that would ask you for change because they have to go to they have to get quote unquote bus fare to get up to like <laughs> Connecticut or some shit like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, so also at third level they get insightful fighting, which is which is what I imagine is the uh, that scene from Sherlock Holmes when he's fighting. Discombobulate. Yeah, discombobulate. <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen have you seen that YouTube video where someone just edits it to where all he says is discombobulate? No. <laughs> it's just it's just him saying like it's like he's like, and then I'm gonna go for the neck and discombobulate. And then and then he's gonna it's gonna throw him off and he'll be discombobulated. <laughs> I'll try to see if I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Um but yeah, so this is um again, this is at level three. So this is the this is the combat part of the inquisitive um as a bonus action you can make a wisdom insight check against a creature you can see that is incapacitated uh contested by their deception check if you succeed you can use your sneak attack against that target even if you don't have advantage on that attack roll but not if you have disadvantage on it and right. the benefit and the benefit lasts for a minute so yeah it, it, so it, it's essentially reading your opponent finding out where their weak spot is and then poof, just going right between, uh, you know, right past their defenses. It's exactly like the Sherlock Holmes thing. Yeah. Which at level three, so, I think it's pretty fucking useful. Actually, you know, now that I noticed the inquisitive at level three gets quite a, quite a number of stuff. Yeah. Three. Everybody gets, everybody else, everybody else gets two. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's yeah. making up for the, it's making up for the eye of the eye for detail. Well, I, yeah, the eye of detail. I mean, insightful fighting, you're probably going to be using the most. Ear for yeah, deceit. It's, ear for deceit will probably be used, I would say, probably 30, 40% of the time, depending on the event you're using. Eye for detail, I, that's, you might use it once, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, depending sure. on the adventure. And then level nine, we get steady eye. You have advantage on any perception or investigation check if you move no more than half your speed on the same turn. Which so. is it's, it's kind of like the sneak ability from earlier. Um, what's it called? Uh, improved sneak or what? A supreme sneak. Supreme sneak, uh, but spoiling things. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. It makes sense that this is this is a very visual uh, rogue archetype. Right. This would actually be very good for like a scout. Um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a rogue inquisitive, and he's gonna be. He's gonna be deaf. what? He's gonna be blind he's, and deaf. He's gonna be blind and deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I like a challenge, man. <laughs> okay, so then you don't get anything at all. Nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All of these have eye or ear in the name. <laughs> oh, right, and then, and then at level 13, you get an Aaron eye, <clears throat> uh, which you sense the presence of illusions, shapeshifters, or other that is signed to the skies, which, again, it's... It's there's really not better way than if you watch the the show Sherlock and how he like they do like the slow down breakdown that in his mind and how he comes to the conclusions that he does. This is exactly what the skills are. So what the I'm pretty sure they were I'm pretty sure they were writing this as they were watching the show. Oh yeah, I mean that because that, that's exactly what the Inquisitive is. I mean, yeah. he, a, a level twenty rogue is essentially Sherlock Holmes. But I just yeah. realized the Inquisitive is the perfect foil for the assassin. Yeah, you're right. Like, like if if for if for whatever reason your your DM is using a DMPC that is a a handmade like assassin, the Inquisitive is the person that will break that person down. Like. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He'll, like, he'll figure all the things out. Like I know for a fact that this uh, this masked Lord of Waterdeep is left handed, and yet I I saw him use his right hand to sign that like <laughs> you know kind of a thing. Yeah. So that's actually pretty neat. This is this is actually the other side of the coin for the assassin. That mm-hmm. makes us a lot cooler in my mind. I agree. Yeah. And then at level seventeen, eye for weakness. Yep. You learn to exploit a character. Uh, you learn to exploit a creature's weakness by carefully setting its tactics and movements. Discombobulating. Uh, <laughs> while, while your insightful fighting feature applies to a creature, your sneak attack damage against that creature increases by 3d6. So and that means that at level 17, instead of 96, you're going to be doing, doing 12d6. Uh, at level 17, are you doing 9d6 or 8d6? It's 9. We just talked it, about it. Is it 9? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you get just a little bit of extra sneak attack. That little Not- bit turns into wow, that was a <laughs> I rolled thirty-nine. Well, I mean, if you roll like Aaron, who somehow manages the rolls fives and sixes. <laughs> Dude, Aaron rolls really high digitally and in person. It's so weird. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I had that. Right. <laughs> so anyways. So yeah, that so that that's pretty much that's it for the inquisitive. Um a little a little bit on the niche niche side would be really cool if your if your DM is running a classic like murder mystery or mm. like or like a or I just think- a mystery in general. I think I, I think it has a little potential uh, in, in uh, actually I think it has potential in a lot of different adventures as long as the player tells the DM like hey you know like I want to play this and you know like this is what I'm looking for in the communication right. on this adventure type situation right in all reality even in Tomb of Annihilation when they were in the city or in the tomb itself there was a lot of situations where a lot of this stuff would be helpful Oh yeah, and, and 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 as a DM, I mean, as a DM, anyways, you should be catering the adventure more to your players. Yeah, you know, because if you're going to be rigid about it, like you're, that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, exactly. I I would probably create a scenario where you know everybody gets the chance to uh, gets the chance to shine. So yeah, while you're in the city or I you're in a social, I don't setting. even I don't even think you need to create a scenario. I, I just think you have to just read the adventure and like emphasize more the you know like hey you know the jewel is missing 
you know, and people are going crazy. You know, like just like emphasize the fact Inquisitive, this is your time to shine. Like if you tell me what you want to see, I can play along with it. Right. Yeah. You know? I, a lot of these this is this is a subclass that you, you know, the player and the DM just need to communicate, you know. Right. Like, hey, I can do this. So you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree. And and as a DM, you should probably be more open to the idea that, you know, your players can do that. So, you know, yeah, yeah and, and be like, you know, oh, the lady says this and she looks like this and mm-hmm. inquisitive. Do you think? Go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, just have in mind what play, what, what classes you have, what subclasses mm-hmm. you have in your team. Yeah. Yes. So the inquisitive, I really like it. Um, I feel like I didn't do it. How uh, uh, I was playing an inquisitive, right? Right. For Waterdeep, yeah, and I didn't, I, I fucked that up so bad, dude, because he would have shined there a lot. Um, uh, well, I mean, there was, there's a lot. Of, uh, it's not, it's not your fault, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like, it's, it's just, it's just one of those things. But um, after the Inquisitive, we get Andrew, your favorite class, subclass, yeah. Mastermind. Yeah, the Mastermind. Otherwise, the subclass that I will probably never, <laughs> ever use. <laughs> um. And this, and the only reason why I say that is because I like to have a good balance in my classes. Like, I don't want it to be, well, I mean, if it's just combat, that's fine. Because role playing requires a lot more like, you know, thinking outside the box or, you know, trolling for stats or what have you. So role playing mechanics to me kind of take a, uh, you know, they're on the back burner a bit. Yeah. But the mastermind from what I've gathered is like purely role playing. It's right. not, so, it, it, I mean, it's not a hundred percent, but it's man, it's like, whew. <laughs> so let me, let me read the, let me read the, the, the flavor here real quick. Uh, the focus is on the mastermind. Uh, your focus is on people and on the influence and secrets they have. Many spies, countries, and schemers follow this hey, archetype. Cur- courtiers. Oh yeah. Many <laughs> spies, courtiers, and schemers follow this archetype leading lives, leading lives of intrigue. Words are your weapon as often as knives or poison and secrets are and favors are some of your favorite treasures. You know what? I don't even know if I pronounced that word right. <laughs> well, courtiers. Uh, yeah. Court, court, courtiers. Courtiers. What, whatever. The point is, it's all about talking. You are Littlefinger. You're Varys. Oh, Varys. Yeah. Or, you know, or no, Littlefinger. Littlefinger was totally a mastermind. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were just Varys was like neutral good, and Littlefinger was like fucking chaotic evil. Chaotic evil, yeah. Depend- <laughs> depending on what season of Game of Thrones you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> Went from lawful evil to chaotic evil real fucking quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is this is the. I mean, it's the mastermind. This is the guy behind the behind the the scenes pulling the strings. He's got his, his you know his little birds or his web <laughs> kind of birds or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, at level three, you start out with the master of intrigue. When you choose his archetype, blah blah blah, you gain proficiency with disguise kit, forgery kit, and one gaming set of your choice. You also learn two languages of your choice. Additionally, you can unerringly mimic the speech and. Speech patterns and accents of a creature you can hear speak for at least one minute, enabling you to pass yourself off as a native speaker of that particular land, provided that you know the language. So, yeah, like, like you said, very like role play, man. <laughs> like that's, yeah. yeah. This is this is that scene in Inglorious Bastards where 
where the guy is like, <laughs> the guy's like, I know you're from Berlin, and I know you're from mm-hmm. blah blah blah, but I do not know your accent. And he's like, Oh, I'm from the mountains. That's why yeah. you can't. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and then he fucks it all up by saying three the wrong way. Or, <laughs> yeah, by holding three fingers the wrong way. Yeah. Two, two fingers and a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at last level three, you get Master of Tactics. Uh, you can use help action as a bonus action. Yep. That's that's it, right? That's uh, additionally when you use the help action to aid an ally and attacking creature. The target oh, so you can attack. do it within 30 feet of you to help somebody within 30 feet rather than five. <laughs> so, so it's like within 30 feet, you're like, you're like, he follows with his left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's pretty helpful. Man. <laughs> it's, it's helpful. Yeah, this is this is like a rogue is already kind of behind the scenes to begin with, but this is much more behind the scenes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is like which is, your problem. Which, which is hard to imagine this class, like being in the front lines of an adventure. You know? If you're, I, I would imagine if you're playing a mastermind that's at the front lines, you're doing it wrong. Like, no, this I is, mean, by, by front lines, I don't even mean like fighting. Front lines. I mean, like even like being outside of like the city adventuring through the jungle. <laughs> No, God, no. If the, the second you step outside of the city, you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> the bugbear is like, I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just, I don't. Oh, you mean I have to walk on dirt like some kind of fucking peasant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, the so level then, nine, insightful manipulator. Yep. So you spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat. You can learn certain information about uh, its capabilities compared to your own. The DM tells you the creature of its equal, superior, or inferior in regards to two of the following characteristics of your choice. Those two characteristics are intelligence score, wisdom score, charisma score, class levels, if any. So you pick two of those, and the DM can tell you if they are better than you, worse than you, or equal to you in those things. Um, yeah because because the scores that you get to pick out it's like okay how well is this guy at investigating how well is this guy at you know keeping an eye on things how well is this guy at talking his way out of a situation and how many levels does this guy have so I could stab him (laughs) like eh yeah (laughs) like okay I could have just figured that out by just stabbing him I mean, again, it's it's just it's breaking down a character to figure out what they can do. But the things you can find out is it's if if the mastermind's in the spotlight, you will probably use this for a role playing scenario. If you're not in the spotlight and you're using this to like help in combat, you can figure out, hey, this guy has a really bad wisdom score. So hit him with a you know, wisdom saving throw spell, you know, yeah. or he has a bad intelligence score. So do this. Um, very, very like stat wise kind of thing. Like very sideline. Um, I can yeah. actually, I, I actually can't see a mastermind being in combat at all. Like it would be like a weird, like, like That's observer. What I was saying. That's what I was saying. Like how, like, but let's let's move on. Let's let's so level thirteen. You get misdirection. You can deflect an attack to another creature within five feet of you. It's kind of like the monk, uh, the one monk skill, which I can't remember right now. Um, so pretty useful to because you're kind of like in the background figuring out the battle, what's happening, and trying to help everybody else. And then some uh, goblin or whatever tries uh, manages to sneak 
uh, towards you and then it hits you and then you just deflect it. Right. Yep. You use your reaction to deflect that attack. But but it's a level 13. Mm -hmm. You have more chances of getting getting, uh, attacked early on than later on. Well, I don't know. Whatever. The point is, okay, cool. I can I can deflect an attack. Yeah. That, uh, yep. Great. Uh, and then at level 17, you get Soul of Deceit. Yep. Which your thoughts cannot be read by telepathy or any means unless you allow it. You can present false yeah. thoughts by succeeding on a charisma deception check contested, uh, contested by the mind reader's insight check. Additionally, no matter what you say, magic that would determine if you're telling the truth in the case of you're being truthful, yeah. you should, if you do so. And you cannot be compelled by to tell the truth by magic. So at level 17, yeah. you're immune to zone of truth, which is all right. I mean, cool. Um, man, that first one though, when's that going to come up? <laughs> I mean, I, mean is... like, I can remember like one time in, uh, water deep that the lady had mind read. I wonder how that was called, but like at level seven, I don't know, dude, it's like, like you said, I think this is a specific class for a very role-play heavy table. There is there is a certain person who encompasses a very small percentage of players. And when they saw this, they were like, fuck, yes, finally. There is yeah. a rogue for me. However, yeah. the other like 92%, and I'm being generous with that number, the other 92% of players are like, Oh, that's cool. Hey, it's Watchbuggler. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't. Ma- Mastermind, I can't, I'm sure somebody out there is very excited about this class. Mm-hmm. And if they have the right table, it's going to be awesome. Yep. But I don't see myself playing this. I don't see myself time. playing this either. I at, least, see any... at least, at least with our, with our play style, we just, it's not for us. No. I, and, and it's just like all this stuff that, I mean, I mean, the the abilities are kind of underwhelming, and and it's just there. Can you imagine playing a game that is like ninety five percent role playing up to level seventeen? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that's not fun. That is certainly fun for some people, but there does come a point where you're just like, man, I just want to hit things. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like, there has to be a balance. Like I want to see some explosions. Like let's get Michael Bay in here. Can we? Can we wheel in some of those red barrels? You know. Hey, <laughs> you know. But but it's there. It's an option. You know. Oh, yeah. Better no. better have the option than not at all. Oh yeah. No no. It's like it's like uh-huh. I said. There there's a table for this, and they are super excited. Oh yeah. And more power to them. But it's it's not me. You know. Yeah. So Andrew, since you uh, keep shitting on the mastermind, let's move on to the next class. Well, when it stops being shit, I'll stop shitting on it. <laughs> The scout. <laughs> yes, the scout. Which, a, which, which I thought when I read the scout, I'm like, wait, isn't that like a ranger thing? <laughs> kind of yes, kind of no. It is. It is the exact opposite of the mastermind, where like the mastermind. Mm, excuse me. The mastermind thrives in a social setting. The scout is that, but in a survival setting. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So this is outside outside the city walls. Oh wait, wait, wait. You know, there's a there's a senator's note for the for the mastermind. You want to read it? Okay. No. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh please! If anyone is a mastermind around here, it's me. You're like a you're gonna like a master doofus or a master dummy. No, you are. Ha! 
fucking Ow. told him, Xanathar. <laughs> he knows. Your subclass is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> All right, anyways, but the scout. Yes. So at level three, you get Skirmisher, which means you are difficult to pin down during a fight. You can move up to half your speed as a reaction when an enemy ends its turn within five feet of you. This movement does not provoke attack, but uh, provoke opportunity attacks. Which is badass. Yeah, it's like a f- weird free disengage. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not gonna, again, disengage. Super useful. Straight yep. forward. And you get to use your reaction for it, which means you can still use your bonus action, your, your bonus timing action to, yeah, to do something else. Yeah. And then also at level three, you're a survivalist. Uh, you get proficiency in nature and survival skills. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The, <laughs> the proficiency for your nature and survival skills are double. Well, you also gain proficiency in nature and survival. And oh, while you okay. have those proficiencies, they're doubled. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Again, thrive outside. The outside. Yeah. Yep. This would be the guy that, I mean, it, it says it in the name. It's a scout. So this would yeah. be the guy that's like, hey, we need to find a place to sleep for the night because it's going to rain or some shit. <laughs> so, like, find us a cave. Like, okay, sure. You know. <laughs> and, and then at level nine, uh, superior mobility. Yep. Which, your walking speed increases by 10. And which, if you have a climbing or swimming speed, that also increases by 10 as well. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Not going to knock an extra 10 feet, especially if you're playing like a. Uh, 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 <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I forgot the name of the of the cat creature. Uh, tabaxi. That's what it is, Tabaxi. <laughs> I was thinking Kajib. I'm like, no, that's Skyrim. No, 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 Don't no, that's say it. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, no, I like to go say if you're a monk, but I'm like, wait, no, we're talking about rogues. <laughs> you don't get the extra 10 feet if you're a rogue and a monk. Maybe. So, yeah. An ambush, ambush master. You mm-hmm. have advantage on initiative, and also a creature that you hit now has an advantage on attack against. Uh, let's see. In addition, the first creature hit during the first round of combat becomes easy. Attack rolls against that target have advantage until the start of your next turn. Oh, that's actually pretty neat. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, so you gain, yeah, you get advantage on initiative rolls. I'm not going to knock that. That's always, that's always handy. For sure. So that's going to put you much higher up on the initiative rolls, ideally. And then yeah. you say, hey, this guy is the target. So everybody gets a advantage on that guy for the next yeah. round. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I can, yeah. that's, that's definitely a very level 13 like thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm totally okay with that being level 13. Yeah, I mean, you're the scout. You know what's coming. That's your whole job. So you should have advantage on initiative. Yeah, and this and this is I can see the scout being the guy that's like just off the trail and the mm-hmm. enemy armies like marching down the road and the captain's up front. And you're like, all right, plug this dude. And you yeah. just, you know, you just jump out from the bushes. Ah, knives drawn and stuff like that. And I don't know if you'd do that. That sounds like suicide. But <laughs> 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 but it worked. <laughs> but it could work. Uh, you know, you never know. You gotta throw the wall, see what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then level seventeen, uh, sudden strike. Yep. If you take an attack action on your turn, you can make one additional attack as a bonus action. This attack can benefit from sneak attack, even if you've already used it in this turn. But yeah. you can't use your sneak attack against the same target more than once in a turn. So it's time to spread the love when it comes to that sneak attack <laughs> damage. <laughs> Which is, it's, I mean, that's pretty great. Oh, wait, hold on. What is that? That, that can work with. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Oh, never mind. I was thinking of something from another rogue arch archetype. Uh, I I was confusing that with another thing from a rogue archetype. I'm like, wait, compared with a uh, couple oh, of those, really stack it, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it would be broken because you're using two different subclasses. <laughs> is it that death strike? Is that what you were thinking about? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so. That, so that's again. pretty bad. So essentially, the scout is like, you're up ahead. You know what's coming, and then you, you essentially, and then you jump, you jump into fray, and then you just hit things. Mm-hmm. Move scout, away from them. Scout is. It feels like a weirdly safe choice so far. Yeah. Out of all the ones in it, Xanathar's, it's like this is the most like vanilla. normal. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's fine. It's, it's a it's a good class. Like I mean, thief is van- Yeah, thief is vanilla. Scout is vanilla bean. So it has like those little black spots in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit more flavorful, but you know, it's still vanilla. Yeah, it's still vanilla though, but there's just a there's just <laughs> more vanilla in there. <laughs> we put forty percent more vanilla in this. <laughs> so, all right, Andrew. Now the next one is the one that everybody wanted. This is the one people were clamoring for. This they're yeah. like, uh, they're like swashbuckler, swashbuckler. Yeah, when it came out in Xanathar's, <laughs> and there's a reason <laughs> that yes, we'll get to. Yes. For... So you have the mastermind, which is fucking useless in combat. The swashbuckler is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> the swashbuckler <laughs> is. Yep. That's right. That's that's. If I ever play a, a swashbuckler, that's, that's going to be my my. And there's literally no reason not to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is the, this is exactly this is the guy that's gonna have a duel on a moving giant wooden wheel, <laughs> you know, while he's like chained up and crap like that. Yeah, no, the swashbuckler very colorful, very. Um, it's a pirate. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, look, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is your stereotypical like swinging from the rafters, and this is uh, the oh, what's the uh, what's the dude from acquisition? Acquisition Incorporated. Incorporated. Oh, uh, what's the guy? The, uh, the rogue, the rogue, the one that the, uh, um, the chandelier. I'm looking at it right now because I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, this is him. This is the guy that would, you know, cut the rope for the chandelier and ride the rope on the way up. And you know, the, the this guy sees a a a bar fight as fun practice. Uh, you know, and and you. I, I can see him Viari Viari. That's what it is. And I, yeah. I can see him dancing on the rails of a ship while also sword fighting, you know? Yeah. yeah it, it, very colorful, very fun class. Um, so what do we get? What do we get? What do we get? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, all right. Calm down, eager McBeaver. Um, <laughs> so at, <laughs> at third level, you get fancy footwork, which means you learn how to land a strike and then slip away without reprisal. During your turn, if you make a melee attack against a creature, that creature can't make opportunity attacks against you for the rest of your turn. It's a actual free disengage. Yep. That is <laughs> the swashbuckler way. I, and it feels like a weird, like, I feel like this should have been like a drunken master thing too. Can the drunken it, master do that? Yeah, the drunken not not. I don't think it's like an actual disengage. I think they get disadvantage on mm. on uh, attack of opportunity, opportunity of attacks. At, at episodes every every Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. This, 
and and I could see this being it's not so much the fact that they are doing this to not get hit. They are doing this to piss off their enemies. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, get them riled I, up. I would love to see a swashbuckler and go to Salt Marsh. Um, <laughs> and and now we're going to get to the thing that breaks the swashbuckler. What are you talking about? It doesn't break it. it bre- this thing is busted. <laughs> Okay, let's get into it. Rakish. Okay, you know what? Let, let's have you read Rakish Audacity. Okay, all right. So Rakish Audacity. You get bonus, so your initiative equal to charisma to your charisma's modifier. Okay. And you also gain sneak attack, even if there isn't another creature five feet of that creature. So it says you gain you gain your sneak <laughs> Wait, attack. I love I love how it says you can give yourself a bonus. It doesn't say like you gain a bonus. You give yourself a bonus. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Give yourself that bonus. <laughs> <laughs> You've earned it. <laughs> yeah. So you don't need you don't need advantage uh, on an attack roll to use your sneak attack against a creature if you are within five feet of it, uh, and no other creatures around it. So yeah. So so you can you don't have to worry about flanking. Yeah. Um, or, or, or have an advantage. You can just have sneak attack. And you don't have disadvantage. All the other rules for sneak attack t- still apply to you. All the other rules that it's talking about means you have to use a finesse weapon or a ranged weapon. Which, if you're a swashbuckler, why are if you not a using rogue. a rapier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or why are you not using a, a, a rapier or, or at least a scimitar? Right, <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> you know, like... Like, like, oh, my, my swashbuckler is going to have a short sword. No, no, no. It's going to have a, a rapier. No, but my, but my short sword. Is <laughs> on I don't give a fuck what your short sword came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, so that's all the other rules that sneak attack apply to. So literally that means all of your attacks get sneak attack damage. Yep. <laughs> all of your attacks get sneak. You are doing so much damage. And you have fancy work too. I mean fancy fancy footwork. So, so you can just means- like move around. Oh. As you, pretty much as you please. If you're smart about it, you're never gonna at third level. <laughs> I mean, I would love to play I would love to play as a swashbuckler. It would be hell for a DM to have a swap. <laughs> All right, hold on. Hold on. Well, you gonna... know, if if you if you run or if uh, Heather runs, I am playing a swashbuckler. I'm playing a swashbuckler too. We could be swash. We could, we could be swashbuckler bros. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> we need to have a name like 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 uh like uh uh what's it what's it like a name that plays off each other. Oh uh, uh, fuck. I just imagined the ugh. whatever, like, 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 like I'm rhyme and you're reason or some shit yeah, like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like, you're dressing blue, I'm dressing red, or stuff like that. Beautiful. All right. All right. So then, and then, so, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and level nine, you get. How do you pronounce that? Panache. Uh, uh, I believe it's pronounced panache. Panache. No, it's panache. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nash, which it, it means Man ass. Man ass. It, it means it, the whole thing essentially is you pull aggro. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're moving around like you should be because you're a swashbuckler, you just like angering people, angering the enemy, moving it around, trying to have them hit you, but not really. And then because if you have high dexterity and if you like doing fancy footwork and all this stuff, 
more than likely they're probably not gonna hit you. And then have everybody else has this has advantage on attacking that creature. So oh wait no, I'm sorry. That creature has this advantage to attack anybody else. So you're taking you're not only doing some awesome damage, but at the same time you're tanking too. Weirdly tanking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, because they can still they can still make hits against you, right? Uh, you at this point you would have yes, you would have uncanny dodge. I get it. <laughs> you would have uncanny dodge and probably evasion at this point, right? Yeah, you would also have evasion. Um, so I mean, you can take some of the hits, but you would you would really rely on. Remember, you also have probably just your dexterity at this point. I mean, because the yeah. You hear me? And yeah, exactly. Fuck, I totally forgot about cunning action. Shit. <laughs> Dude, cunning um, action is the unsung hero of the road. It really is, man. It does not get enough of the spotlight. Anyway, so going back to Thieves Can't. Uh, <laughs> no, Andrew, stop. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, Swashbuckler, it's it's not a perfect frontline fighter, but it is much more oriented towards the front line. Like yeah. if a swash, if a swashbuckler gets in a fight, it can hold its own depending okay. on who it's fighting. Um, but you're not uh, just going to the front of the line. You're going to the middle of the line, the back of the line, the side of the line and everybody do the claps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this would be this, this would, I mean, in, in a perfect scenario, you would have like your fighter and your barbarian, your paladin right in the thick of it. But then your swashbuckler is just going around the sides mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> dancing around the enemies and shit like that, and just you know, trying to trying to irk them and tick them off and stuff. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Um, and then level thirteen, you get elegant maneuver, mm-hmm. which means you can use your bonus action to gain advantage on your next acrobatics or athletics check during the same turn. Yeah. So if you really want to make sure that you nail that chandelier swing, <laughs> you know, because you have to, it doesn't matter if you do it, you have to look good while you're doing it. Oh, yeah, of course. That's it's, rule number one of a slush. It's like 60 40 showmanship to skill. <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's, like, what, that's what pisses off the enemy and makes them. Yeah, because you make it look easy. That's yeah, the thing. exactly. <laughs> You know, if, if the swashbuckle were struggling, that's one thing. Just like, all right, I can wear this guy down eventually. But the fact that, <laughs> but the fact that he that he is making a laughing stock out of you, that's what pisses you off. You know, this guy, this guy's having fun. Like he's enjoying so, this practice. This so recently, I watched uh, the Mask of Sorrow. Uh huh. He's a swashbuckler, right? Totally. Yeah. He's yeah. a swashbuckler. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, fucking style. He, Great. I would. I would actually say he's probably a. A classic swashbuckler. Yeah. Like, obviously, the name swashbuckler conjures up images of pirates and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I would say, yeah, Zorro, uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is a swashbuckler. Mm, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's got some magic shit going on there. But yeah. No, <laughs> a little bit right. of arcane, arcane tricks are going on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, eh, a, a swashbuckler that kind of dips in the shadow, monk. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, Zorro. Yeah, one hundred percent swashbuckler. Um, now that was seventeen. Wesley from uh, Princess Bride. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, there's a swashbuckler. He said he's a knockoff sorrow, anyways. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, anyways, yeah, level seventeen, master duelist. Yep. Once again, you give yourself advantage. Hey, hey, give yourself that advantage. You've earned it. <laughs> if you miss an attack roll. You can roll it again with advantage. Mm-hmm. 
And then, Damn. and, and you can't use is, that. This class is bomb. <laughs> this class is broken. <laughs> this class is great. <laughs> oh, man. This class is, you know what? Let's just give the DM a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's stocked up on Advil. He's going to need it for this one. <laughs> but no, the swashbuckler is, like I said, the, like, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you play the swashbuckler? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's just the most fun. It sounds it sounds so fun. You know? And I mean and, and <laughs> You're the worst pirate I've ever heard of. <laughs> but you have heard of me. <laughs> but you have heard of me. <laughs> um yeah, and, and and because a lot of its abilities um use charisma. It's gonna be really good at role playing stuff as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's so, true. So, Man. Per, so pretty much what I'm trying to say is, fuck off, mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, out of Sanathar, I think Swashbuckler is up. number two, inquisitive, in my opinion. Um, I will say scout and then mastermind. Not today. I would say, I would say, out of all of them. The swashbuckler would probably be my second choice. First choice would probably be assassin, but the oh, out of all would be, of them. yeah, out of all of them, the the swashbuckler would probably be my second choice. That's what? That's seven subclasses. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot of subclasses. Yeah. 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 No, I think I will go with swashbuckler arcane. That's my second because I really want to play an arcane trickster. I would do assassin, swashbuckler, arcane trickster, uh, maybe scout. And then Inquisitive Thief. And then way, 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 (laughs) way at the bottom is Mastermind. After all the other classes and all the others. After all of literally the other. I mean, I would honestly say if we had to rank all of the subclasses of all of the classes, the Mastermind would be at the very bottom for me. I mean, think about it. Oh, think about it. You know? Forget it. You hate it. No, it's just I don't see I I personally would never use it. No, I, I I 100% agree with you. Yeah, so Flash Buckler, Arcane Trickster. Because I mean yes. I could at least use a Beastmaster Ranger from the PHB. That is true. That, you can still have fun with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Swatch Buckler though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all we have for you guys today. And uh, I hope you learned something new. And uh, other than Andrew hating the mastermind so much, um, Andrew, is there anything else you want to say? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, oh. just keep it. Just keep in mind. Oh yeah, no, I do have something to say. Uh, just keep in mind that when you're playing as as a rogue, you're going to be doing things differently. Yeah, and don't forget, don't forget your your cunning action. Yeah, this Hold is. Some. Yeah, this is also not the moment that the this is not the class to be the hero with. You are not oh, the hero. Oh no, you are. You, if you're like if you if you're like me, and you like to play like the, the paladin, the front end, like you know, just beat the crap out of everything with a hammer. No, you have to think strategically, find the shadows, find the cover, you know, and get the hell the good use out of that sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's everything we have for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, also, make sure- also, we know you have Uncanny Dodge. You can stop saying that. <laughs> it's true. You know, we know it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, make sure to rate us, uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, 
uh, any platform that you listen to podcast in. Um, also, literally have... any platform. What? I know. I said literally any platform. Yeah, literally any and... platform for podcast. Yes, literally. Literally. Um, <laughs> damn it! Let me finish that damn episode. Okay. Um, and then make sure to uh, watch us live. We play almost every Wednesday. Um. On Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Attack of Opportunity. We are playing Cartridge Trod. We are nearing the end. It's getting pretty epic. Um, our group is a lot of fun. And make sure to tune in and watch us. Leave us a comment. Uh, chat with us. We'll do our best to not derail the campaign. With uh, and, you're cur- and, and currently, you're right now up on a very chilly mountain. Very, very cold mountain. It's cold. Uh, yeah. So thank you for joining us. And I hope you guys are keeping safe. Coronavirus stuff that's going on. Um, wash your hands. Wash your hands, stay inside, play online, uh, but not on Wednesdays because you overwhelmed Roll20 and we can't play. Yeah, stop. Um, stop yeah, that stop shit. That. <laughs> knock, that, knock that shit out. <laughs> but yeah, um, you'll have a great rest of your week and uh, keep on playing. I need Roll20 more than you do. <laughs> don't, don't, no, don't be greedy. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you guys next week or next, next, next week from now on. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Bye.